0: Hey, this is Chuck Dixon, and you're listening to Signal of Doom. Oh, you know, for me, the action is the juice. I'm in. Hello and welcome to Signal of Doom, episode 268. I'm Dave, and I'm here with Rich. Rich, how are you going?
1: Not too bad today, but on the men, so that's good.
0: That's right. You were sick, weren't you? I almost had to record a solo show. I said, "I it could be solo, Dave, communing with the dark gods in the desert," and you were like, "No, I've got to come back."
1: Yeah, well, you know, you know, just I just had to give the the voice a bit of a rest. then. sure, I've got a nice cup of soup here in front of me. So, was it I'm was it just go.
0: did the concert just run over long last night? You gave three and a half hours when you should have just given two. Is that what happened?
1: More like my work is working me too hard.
0: Really, didn't you work like a crazy amount of days in a row or something? Is that is that what happened?
1: Yeah, I worked uh, the the twelve days in a row, which um, I think I was just a bit run down, and there was the the very icy cold yeah uh, weather we've been having. I think I just uh, got a bit
0: of a cold. That's all. the polar blasts in Sydney. They've yeah, been termed. Been, it's been icy. Although, can I say, if you were at the South Pole, it would be a lot colder. You know. Oh yeah. Like, if you're in Tassie, Hobart, Tasmania, where I grew up, it would be a lot colder than the so-called polar blasts. I, I, I think whoever yeah, said that was getting but, carried away.
1: But I think, I think though, you would be used to that if you were living in that. You know, you'd you'd build up some kind of like. Uh, sure,
0: but still, cold not is immunity, cold. But just know? like, uh, you know,
1: no, I know, but I'm just saying, like, if you live in a cold area all the time, yeah you're a bit more hardy towards it, whereas the weather in Sydney in the last couple of years has been in such flux. Oh, for sure. From, you know, hot to wet to cold. It's just been, you know, so I think it's just catching everyone. What's what's
0: your preferred climate, Reach So you obviously came from South Africa, which, I mean, I'm going with the cliche, I'm sure it would be hotter. Um, What's your preferred climate if you could, you know, if you can choose where you want to live. Have you ever thought about going somewhere cooler or somewhere hotter? Like, what's your preferred climate?
1: I just like it kind of more in the middle you know boring 25 26 sort of you know boring
0: um that. I don't yeah. I don't
1: want super hot like high 30s and I certainly don't want super cold like six degrees
0: No well that was Tassie, I remember six to 11 all the time it was freezing I was always cold um I, I like hot i I'd, I'd like to go to more heat. You know, like the up in up in the tropics kind of thing. That would be no, own. no. If,
1: if if I'm literally just sitting doing nothing and I'm sweating my balls off, no, that doesn't sound like fun.
0: Doesn't sound like fun for Rich. But you can sit back, relax, have a nice cold beverage, Rich. Have the cricket on the TV, just relaxing. Put the feet right up the old bones. You know yeah, what I'm sitting saying? In
1: ball sweat? No, I'm
0: fine. I'm a lot older than you, man. So like you know, my all my injuries they they hurt a lot more in the cold. So I do like it when I get to the warm conditions. Yeah, you know, swim around and splash yeah. around a pool, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, twenty
1: six, twenty seven is warm,
0: warmish. I'd call it. Um, all right, so episode two six eight. Uh, remind me what our book of the week was, Rich? Because I've completely forgotten. What What did we do this week?
1: Jesus, it was your pick. You should know. It was uh, Conan. Chronicles oh, that's of Chronicles right. Of yeah, Conan.
0: Chronicles of Conan. Yes, uh, by uh, Christopher Priest and Val That's correct. It was my choice. That's right. Uh, now, so we have some really interesting. I, I've got some breaking news. It, the, the creator of the Forgotten Realms, the D&D world, Ed Greenwood, is confirmed to be coming on the show in early July, and believe you me, Rich, I am researching this one like you wouldn't believe. This is going to be, I think, my ultimate interview. We're going to get into the origins of the Forgotten Realms, Rich. Can you imagine how exciting That is exciting. Yeah, and I've got my sights set on other targets after him, but I am so pumped and so ready for this interview. Um, I'm reading up on all this stuff. This is the guy who literally created it, dude, in his imagination years before he sold it to TSR. He created the Forgotten Realms. This is the man who gave us the realms, dude, and the world. He created a world, Rich. And I'm going to ask. I was going to
1: say, it would have to be on his imagination
0: yeah well i'm I'm gonna put this question to him on the seventh day did you rest you know um when, <laughs> well why not like I mean he's he sat down he's he's put all the formulas in he's put all the notes in, and then it's just it's just one man taking on the job but this is the kind of job that i I mean in a way he's a god isn't he rich if you think about it to the realms people he's a god if you I'm think about it that way every every author is yeah sure, but yeah, a very popular one um so anyway so we're gonna have him on so i'm super pumped you can already tell i'm excited rich i've been i've been updating you on this just almost hourly because you know the negotiations started and he was very he, he seems like such a nice guy as well can i say that very polite very prompt no hassle um so yeah it's happening so i'm looking forward to that so that's the first piece of news and it's, it's sending me right down the dnd rabbit hole that's the other thing now get this, you know Stranger Things, Rich, the um the Netflix show. Do you watch it? No. Okay. Well, I've watched two seasons, and Michelle bailed, and I've, I've battled through. It. Oh, look, I don't mind it actually, but it's I think it's a little overhyped. But anyway, I don't mind it. I was walking by going to Ken the other day, and I was walking by Grilled, the you know the burger place, and I was like, what. Why does this look so cool? And it was all done in like it had like come in and fight the Demigorgon and all this stuff, or you know, you know, with the red red writing from you know that Stranger Things has always that red font and the black background. And I was like, how come this looks so cool? And for some reason, the Grilled Store Nikenikenia in Sydney CBD uh, is like sort of almost like a a pop up um, Stranger Things store is the only way I can describe it, like Stranger Themes Restaurant. Um. yeah, it's bizarre, but it looked really cool. Uh, I actually... I always walk by there and think, oh, I should get a burger, but I never do. But I, I'm actually going if, to... If it's still operating next week, I'm going to get a burger from in there. Well, what do you think's happening there, Rich? What a bizarre sort of um, association. You wouldn't have picked that one, would you?
1: Oh, I didn't even know about it, so, yeah. No.
0: It's crazy. It looked, it looked really... I must say it looked really cool. Like, the actual design, it was quite eye-catching. It's already quite a... It's sort of tucked away a little bit. Like, it's not great positioning where it is, this grilled thing. Like, I think they don't get a lot of foot traffic. But, um, I mean, clearly they're trying, and uh, I'm going to go in, so the advertising's going to work with me. Now, the other thing, Rich, that I've been doing, uh, Highlander TV series, and I want to get into some Highlander chat with you. But before we do, Rich, what have you been doing this last week? What have you been reading or watching?
1: Uh, Orville Season 2.
0: Oh, really? Okay, yeah, because that's that's back on, isn't there? There's, isn't there a new season, past season two now? There's another one. New Horizon. Yeah, well,
1: season three will be debuting soon, I
0: think. Uh, it's on Hulu right yeah. now. I can tell you that much. I saw it today. Yeah. Well, the Horizon. I think then
1: it'll come to Disney. Then I think when the okay. season's finished. So I was just catching up on uh, the second season. Cause Good I show. Hadn't got around to. It. Oh, it's fantastic. I I'm, I think I messaged you earlier oh. in the week. I was just like, this show. Honestly, puts the current Star Trek stuff to absolute shame. Like sure. it is so fun, and and season two mm. is far better than season one because what they did was they they pulled back a little bit on the jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so now, instead of there being jokes, there is humor, but the humor comes more from the people, the uh, the the characters' personality. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. their quirks. Whereas it's not like there's no jokes, like you know punchline jokes it's just more like there's quirkiness and i was thoroughly thoroughly enjoying season two i finished it and i was just like this is this is a fantastic this is my new star trek well we're we're gonna watch it yeah i don't need star trek anymore i've Mm. i've got the Orville. of the awful is fantastic
0: well i mean saturday i'd love to hear that it is a good show we watched the first season you could tell it was finding its footing and everyone says it really picks up in season two and i thought it was pretty strong um Mm. Speaking this is, it's classic
1: yeah. Star Trek though. It's just classic Star Trek storytelling.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It
1: uses that sci-fi element to to tackle issues but without hitting you over the head
0: with it. Sure. You know yeah, I, mean? I know. I agree. It, it, it's what Star Trek used to be. What do you think speaking of Star Trek? What do you think of Strange New Worlds? What's your review? <laughs> It just doesn't feel like Star Trek, unfortunately. It just You were loving this guy, though. Wasn't this the guy that you were so keen on, like, and saying was so good? Well, great? I just – no,
1: I like Anson Mount. He's a good actor. And and as I said, I did watch the episodes of him with um, Discovery. Mm. Was it called Discovery? I think it was Discovery. Mm. And I was like, oh, he's, he's pretty cool. But, again, it's just, you know, it's it, – you know, it's – it just doesn't look right. You know what I mean? It just mm. – there's something about this modern Star Trek that just – it doesn't feel – just doesn't feel star trek you know what i mean it kind of feels like now almost yeah like you know everyone's got kind of like like an attitude or 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 like a style that's just so over the top and i just i don't know i just i I just can't like discovery never grabbed me yeah. I was hoping that maybe they would maybe you know turn a corner mm. with the with, with his new show but it's just more of the same honestly it's it's just it's
0: not fun I, I I watched episode one with Michelle and we thought it was a bit of a slog frankly like it just was quite sort of I, I, just, I said it's not fun yeah it did no, <laughs> I, yeah I said it's not that enjoyable I, I said that afterwards I messaged I message someone who's a big Star Trek fan and I go I remember when Star Trek used to be fun. You know, and, and like the fun has been drained out of the show. Why, I don't understand. I, I don't understand why the, we can't have this be fun. It's got to be super serious and sort of like preachy and it's just boring. And I, I don't, I'm like, maybe I'm missing something. Maybe it gets a lot better. But um, And I also, i got to be honest, I don't love the guy playing whoever, whoever he's supposed to be playing. I think he's very serious and very boring. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but he was,
1: as I said, he was a bit more fun in Discovery.
0: Yeah. Well, but, they need um, a bit more fun. They need to like seriously. It's a fucking show. It's not real life. We don't need it to be so dire all the time. I I, I just found it was very solemn and very boring, and and I was well, just like, no, thanks.
1: My issue with, the, as I said, with, with with the current Star Trek is that e- e- either a character is boring or they're over the top annoying. Mm. you know what i mean they make yeah. them so quirky that you're like jesus christ this character is annoying yeah, yeah, yeah or they go the other route where you just go jesus it's so dour and boring and yeah
0: i agree like, you know, they do plain. do that they de- they definitely do yeah. that where they're like you're exactly right it's it, it, it's 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 <laughs> they're either just like quirky and i mean that in quirky can be fun but it's a default quirky that's annoying or they're just very sort of by the book, boring, and you're just like, are these the only two options that writers have now? And clearly, they're getting their directions from the network because you know there's plenty of good writers out there. I just feel like I feel like Paramount, frankly, have squandered the Star Trek license. I, I really do. I don't believe. I really don't see. I'm going to keep watching Stranger Worlds to see if it improves. But all I'm seeing from Star Trek is a reliance on the name Star Trek, and that's all it is. Well, it's you know.
1: But it also, it also shows you what an love and appreciation of a franchise can do, because Seth MacFarlane is a massive Trek fan. Yeah, yeah. And so you can tell because he's obviously this is this is awful, his idea, he's showrunner and all that. But you can tell he understands Star Trek and that he is a fan of Star Trek. Oh, for sure. And he's trying to sort of. You know, do his version of that, and then you can tell that the people that are working on the current Star Trek stuff. I don't think they are fans of Star Trek. I don't think they get Star Trek. I don't think there's a a deep love.
0: Or the network doesn't get it. That could be it it as well. I think. I think that the suits are kind of uh, giving a few too many notes these days on Star Trek. I really do believe that. I. I, they, They can, but there's a lot of writers, and you know. Yeah, so, Rich, basically you're saying you don't think that there's a lot of... You th- you're you actually blaming the writers. I, I, I actually think it's a bit higher up, the problem, because I think no, it's... No,
1: I'm blaming everyone. Right. I'm just saying that there's no one running the show, working on the show, writing for the show that I think is a, a fan who deeply loves it and, and understands
0: Star Trek. But, I mean, how deeply do you have to love it? Like, you know, just watch a few episodes, like of Next Gen and a few episodes of... Original series, like it doesn't, it's nothing like that much research, you know. Like, I don't I th- think, to, I don't I think, think it's that complicated,
1: you know. I don't think everyone deep love for it, but I think they need working on the show that have a deep love um, mm. who, who can be the 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 rudder, the guide that that steers it in the right direction. Mm.
0: Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, well, they need to do something because I think they're failing right now. Now, speaking of a show that I have a deep love for, and I'd love to be writing episodes for. The Highlander T V series, Rich. It has become my life over the last two weeks. Um, how many messages do you think you filtered for me about the Highlander T V series? Do you think you're up I'm up there above the twenty mark?
1: About twelve, I'd say.
0: Yeah, and I and I'm loving it. Now did, have you watched your show ever? Watched it back in the day. Oh, it that's was, good stuff. Uh... Yeah, Rich, for me, life has become all about Highlander, the T V series. I love this show, starring Adrian Paul. Duncan MacLeod. Uh, for me, this is gold. I only caught a few episodes of it back in the day on Foxtel, and I liked what I saw, and I am deep in the show now, Rich. I mean, do you like Highlander? Are you a fan of the franchise? Are you a fan of the show? Uh,
1: yes, I used to watch the show back in the day mm. um, when it was on. Um, uh, Highlander, the first movie, is one of my favourite mm. movies great. of, like, all time. That's right. Um, I, I'm a massive fan of the Highlander idea, the law. Mm. The problem is the law is so convoluted mm. and retconned, and yeah, uh, and and just contradicts. <laughs> that it's very muddied. The right, law,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, for me, I've only I've seen the original movie. I've seen the sequel, but I don't remember it. Um, but that's all I've seen, and then I've seen this show. Now I've got a few questions. I I, I understand the concept. Of Highlander from the original movie. Basically, the guy, you know, played by Christopher Lambert in the original, and it's like his cousin in the TV show. They're immortal. Um, they can't be killed by ordinary methods. Um, and there's other immortals. And if one immortal kills, like if Immortal A kills Immortal B, slices his head off, with, yeah, you say, you have to kill them. They have to be decapitated. You basically absorb their power. Is that correct?
1: Uh, you absorb their, their knowledge and their power, right. yes. Okay.
0: Okay. All right. So that's the basic essence of it. Now, I believe, I and i, I got to be honest, I have seen Highlander 2, but like 30 years ago, and I don't remember it. I believe in that they give some sort of origin, that it's aliens or something. Did you say, Rich? Like that's Yeah, the aliens immortal?
1: that get banished or exiled to Earth, mm-hmm. where they immortal. But as I said, it completely contradicts the original Highlander, because in the original Highlander they were born. Yes. And they are the age that – they they stay the age that they stay at when they die for the first time.
0: Yes, which is what happens to Christopher Lambert in the original movie. Um, yeah. And then it also the same thing happens to Duncan MacLeod in the TV show. So, okay, so yeah. that's, that's it. Now, I have a question. The Gathering, what is the Gathering and the Quickening? Because they throw these terms around.
1: Okay. So the quickening is the knowledge and power. So when right. they chop the other person's head off, they are bombarded with like this lightning. Yes. Um, which that is the quickening. That is them absorbing that immortal's gotcha. knowledge and power.
0: Gotcha. And that happens a lot of the TV and show because he, he fights a lot of immortals. Yeah. And, okay. Right. That's the now, The
1: gathering is, is a time where they will all be drawn together. So mm-hmm. – you might stumble across an immortal, you know, in your however me hundred, hundred years or whatever. But at the time of the gathering is basically they are all sort of drawn to each other, so they know that it's the the gathering, and then one will be crowned the winner and gain ultimate power.
0: And that's basically the time period the show's taking place in, because he says it's the time of the gathering. Yeah,
1: so this um, is basically yeah. set before uh, uh, Highlander One, because yes, it's 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 like a.
0: Oh, is it? Because I read yeah. that it was an alternate ending to Highlander One, so it's set in Highlander One, like it's it's like as if there was an alternate ending to Highlander One. But anyway, regardless, it's around the same time. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's the time of the quickening, which is uh, the the gathering, which is what Highlander One was. Okay. Now, and then, at the end of Highlander One, uh, Christopher Lambert's character, Connor MacLeod, he became the mm. last immortal and gained the power.
0: Ah, I see. Right. Okay, and he does turn up in the pilot, Christopher Lambert. He's in the pilot yep. of this. Yeah. okay. All right, that explains that. Now, I know that when the series was over, there was a dodgy movie with Christopher Lambert and Adrian Paul. Ah, um, uh, there was
1: three dodgy movies.
0: Yeah, and I remember actually getting it out, and I was super confused because um, I hadn't seen. I, I I did see a few episodes of the TV show, but I, I just, I, I felt very lost uh, when I watched that movie, and I didn't make it through. But um, I've got to say, the, the well, that, TV show's that, that
1: movie was a, was a big wreck. It became the last one and killed um, uh, Connor.
0: Right. Okay. Right. I see. Wow. Okay. So it it is a great concept, though. Like, do you remember in the original movie? the The old lady who's like kind of like his, um, you know, sort of servant or whatever, um, made <laughs> – and he rescued her, yes. whatever she is, yeah. And she, he he rescued her during the Nazi time. Remember? Uh, in well, the yeah, World War II, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. And, and and I was like, I remember thinking that, like, man, there's so many storylines they could do. And I like that this show kind of does them. It does them, you know, there's plenty of time, there's plenty of flashbacks to different time periods where, you know, he's he's encountered the immortals before, in, you know, in, in France, back in the 1700s or whenever, it's cool, Civil War, American Civil War and, and various other things. Like, it's, it's, it's a cool show. I, I, I dig it. And I've got to say that uh, he is good, actually, the guy who plays Duncan McLeod. This Adrian Paul guy is pretty good. And I've got to say, his girlfriend is seriously a good actress and hot as well. You know, the blonde? Don't
1: mm. get too attached to her.
0: Oh, well, she, she hangs around for a while. I've checked it out a little bit. She, she hangs around until season four, I, I read. So there's six seasons. I'll, I'll I'll put up with four seasons of her. Um, you know, <laughs> well, yeah.
1: I I like the show. I just wish they had made it about uh, Connor instead of using Duncan as like a surrogate. Oh, but he's good though, man. This guy's good dude. I know, but my point is, he has exactly the same origin.
0: He does, yeah. He is as, yeah,
1: exactly. as Connor, and he even uses like a, a same sword. Yes, you know. He, look, it was basically them wanting to do Connor McLeod, but without wanting to use Connor McLeod. You know 100%. what I mean? Like, yeah. he, he was basically a surrogate, and I kind of wish they had just, like they did with Stargate SG One, just have a guy play the Christopher Lambert character and just have mm-hmm. it be Connor, and it's a, it's like a prequel. Yeah. To the first movie because the thing about and why I know I usually say oh I hate prequels which I do but Highlander <laughs> lends itself to a prequel because it's a show all about flashbacks
0: yeah no definitely you know definitely. what
1: I mean so it would be more about the flashbacks of his his 400 years 500 years on the planet and the things that come back from the past so that that lends itself to that kind of storytelling anyway um, I don't know I just I, I I like the act I do but. Man, when Christopher Lambert shows up in the pilot episode, you just go, Man, I just wish it was him because he's got that cheeky
0: laugh and Yeah, but you yeah, know, I, like, I, I, I hear what you say. Look, in in essence, this guy is almost exactly the same as the Highlander in the original movie. Like you're you're right. His personality is a nice guy. You know, he, he he's Scottish, he's from the Clan MacLeod. Like he's you are correct. He is incredibly similar character. Like which, Is I, a copy, basically, which yeah. I actually, I think works really well. And I've got to say, I reckon Adrian Paul really sells it. I think he does an excellent job um, in, in what would have been challenging because Christopher Lambert set a pretty heavy shadow. Like that movie was a big hit, you know, mm. uh, and, a, and and a classic, a cult classic. Like so gener- you know, 10 years after it came out, people still love that first movie. I know I did. Uh, I consider it a real a real classic of its time period. What year was it, Rich? Is it, is it like 86 or is it a bit later? 89. What, the
1: TV show or the movie? The
0: movie. Original. Have we got a have I we got think a the movie was like 89 or something. I was going to say, I felt it might have been more late 80s. Then? Yeah, okay, cool. It's got Sean Connery in it too, doesn't it? Um, oh, it's got Sean Connery. It's got Clancy Brown. <laughs> Clancy um, Brown plays the bad guy, doesn't he? Uh, ni- 1986. Okay, Was did Clancy Brown play the bad guy? Am I right in saying that? Yes, he was um, oh, uh, Kragen or something? Uh,
1: Kur- Kurgan, I think yeah, it was. Yeah, something
0: like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, all I can say is it's, it's really interesting and, and you know what? I reckon Adrian Paul could potentially, we could get him on Signal. I, I actually don't think it would be impossible. I'm going to try to reach out and get him uh, because I, I've got question upon question for, for this guy. Like, it's great now you were telling me because i was confused uh, if you were in the french revolution and you were a, a highlander or not a highlander an immortal if you got guillotined by a regular human that would kill you rich is that correct
1: that would kill you but no one would get your quickening
0: right so would the lightning still happen
1: i don't believe it would happen no okay right Okay, I understand. Or, or it may, but it wouldn't go to any It wouldn't go it would to just anyone in particular. Just, you know, dissipate. So either nothing would happen or it would still happen but it would it would just come
0: dissipate. I also like that the show uh if you got shot by a bullet, you actually see it repair. Like their wounds actually heal with a bit of lightning. Um you know, not instantly, but like relatively shortly because there are there are moments where they get Hurt, not mortally wounded, and you actually see it repair, mm. which I think is yeah. Well, they
1: basically they basically Wolverine,
0: yeah, yeah, very very Wolverine. Like, I agree. Um, yeah, uh, look, I've I've <laughs> almost finished season one of the show, and I am absolutely loving it. Like, and the, it, this is funny. So I was on this. Michelle's just rolling her eyes at the moment with my TV viewing because. I was on um, Facebook the other day. On I think it was on Men's Adventure Paperback, something well, a Facebook group that I'm on, and one of them put up a picture of Avery Brooks as the man called Hawk, and they said it's on Tubi now. Oh, yeah. oh my god! I almost fucking like strained my leg getting over to the internet to quickly bring up the Tubi app, uh, and 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 I'm watching this man called Hawk. Sadly, it only had one season. I don't know if you know this show, Rich. It's Hawk is the spin-off character from Sidekick and Spencer for Hire, um, the black guy, obviously played by Avery I, Brooks. I
1: do know, I do know of the show and mm. of the Disco, um, but I've never seen the show.
0: It's good. I mean, it's 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 full on. Like it's funny. Like it's he's like a vigilante. Um, it's I mean, it's it's right at my it's right at my alley. And Avery Brooks is good. Obviously, he went on to become um, in Deep Space Nine the Captain. Rich, is that correct? Uh,
1: he became a captain, but I think he was commander Cisco. He started off, or oh, was commander Jesus. Cisco? For well, me whatever,
0: eight. Rich. But you know what I'm saying. The guy, just, just,
1: just stay. Just the same. guy who ran Cisco. the fucking League Space Cisco.
0: Uh, Cisco. Okay, I never watched yeah, it. I never watched Cisco. it, so I wouldn't know. But but I do know he he later disgusting. went on. he later went on and did that. But this man called Hawkman is awesome. Um, it's fantastic. So I've been watching Highlander, Man Called Hawk. Michelle's just like, seriously, you're such an old man watching these old man shows. I'm just, like, loving it that much. But, but Rich, w- mm. you know, why can't we ha- Look, this is what I'm saying. Why can't we have, right now, today, Man Called Hawk TV show? You could update it and still have the same beats. And the same thing with Highlander TV show. Why can't Highlander have a TV show? It would be so easy to do you know, like with better budget, you know, bigger budgets and all that kind of stuff, but this, basically it's it's a concept that just lends itself towards TV, basically, as far as I'm concerned.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, there's a lot of concepts that lend themselves towards TV, but um, these days, unfortunately, um, I think studios are a lot more gun-shy. But you would think that something like this would would definitely, I mean, I I don't know – yeah, it's 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 only it's difficult to explain the the studio process these days on stuff that gets greenlit and stuff that doesn't, and and the 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 stuff that they decide to reboot and the stuff that they don't, or yeah, stuff and all that. It's it's very yeah. it's, it's very chaotic and just unpredictable, unfortunately.
0: It is, and you know, there's probably I, I just think like a vigilante show, like this man called Hawk, could so work today, you know, and it's not played for tragedy which is what I like about it. This guy is un, he's so focused. He doesn't have the guilt, you know what I mean? Uh, of a, When they did Punisher, they really played up on the guilt angle, if you remember that very emotional Punisher season. Um, I just like this. It's very compartmentalised. It's very episodic. I find it very addictive. Uh, and you need a strong lead as well, and, and Avery Brooks definitely supplies it. Now, a new section called... Obi Waner, <laughs> that's my new term for uh, for our Obi Wan review column. Rich, now episodes one, I, two- I call
1: it. Oh no, Kenobi!
0: Yeah, well, you can call it that. Now, uh, firstly, the first three episodes are out. I'm enjoying it, actually, frankly, and I really dug the Darth Vader stuff in um, Episode three. But I do know that there's a lot of pushback on the internet. It seems to this show. And I wanted to hear what you thought, Rich.
1: Uh, I don't know about any pushback or anything like that. I'm not. Don't really care enough to actually yeah. look up shit about this uh, TV show. Um, it is very unenjoyable.
0: Unenjoyable? Did you say? Mm, well, very unenjoyable. okay. So you're not enjoying it. Oh, okay. Wow. See, for me, no, it's I, just yeah. uh,
1: it's 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 a total contradiction of everything I know.
0: You, you mean in terms of Star Wars facts? So we were, yeah,
1: and yeah. original movies.
0: Okay. Well, all right. Let's break it down. Um, so, basically, Obi-Wan has been out in the desert, as we all know, kind of half keeping an eye on Luke, who's 10. So it's 10 years after uh, Revenge of the Sith. Um, you have the fucking Uncle Owen, as usual, having attitude. The Empire's everywhere. You've got the... Um, the, the person who's getting a lot of pushback is that is the black, um, you know, female Inquisitor. Um, people are carrying on about her, but then he goes to Alderaan. I,
1: I assume that most of it has got to do with her acting, which is pretty subpar.
0: Okay, and uh, but then he goes to Alderaan, or no, not to Alderaan. He, Jimmy Spitz's character takes Leia, or the no, Leia escapes and is kidnapped, and Jimmy Spitzer says, "You we need to you need to find her." So Obi wan leaves uh, Tatooine to go and find Princess Leia. In a storyline, I'm quite enjoying. And, you know, hijinks ensue, and then basically Darth Vader turns up and just basically fucking owns Obi-Wan in the in the first duel. I hope that's not the only duel they have, because Obi-Wan is just almost useless in, in the fight.
1: One would almost say pathetic.
0: Yeah, like, what the fuck has happened to Obi-Wan's fighting skills? Like, they've just atrophied.
1: That's what happened. Disney happened.
0: But, dude, like, Obi-Wan, I, I know that Anakin was technically the better fighter because he was just more balls to the wall. But in the battle, don't forget, Obi-Wan did slice and dice him uh, in the end. Now, what I'm saying is, I, I get it. People, like, I can think of, like, an elite tennis player, okay? Like a Roger Federer. If he retires, doesn't play for 10 years, when he picks up a racket in 10 years, he'll still be extremely good. You know what I mean? He won't be pathetic. Now... It seemed to me, if we take, for example, that Obi-Wan, I assume, hasn't used his saber in 10 years, if if we even hypothetically say that, which I don't believe anyway, but let's just say hypothetically in Disney's timeline he hasn't, I still think he would have put up a better fight against Darth Vader than he was putting up because he he was being completely owned by Vader, wasn't he?
1: Well, you would think that a man who's been tasked with protecting Luke uh, might want to keep his skills sharp. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, just a thought. If you're there to protect the boy, it's no good if you're fucking sitting there getting fat and lazy and pathetic and that you can't even wield a lightsaber anymore. Not much, not much you can do to protect the boy.
0: Yeah, I agree. And, and so that aspect I didn't enjoy. But there's bits that I did I, – I, I liked a lot of the show. I think visually, excellent. I liked – Jimmy Smith's I've been struggling to play 20 years younger than his actual age – um it's well hard,
1: everyone you know. ages weirdly in the fucking star Wars universe, yeah they?
0: yeah, well yeah, it is, and um I mean don't forget in in less than ten years, probably
1: in eight years from now, we go from this Ewan to Alec Guinness, yes, well, that's true, yeah, that's a big change in eight years,
0: yeah, um now, it has been greenlit for season two, apparently, uh so there will be more. Now, I've got a question. When the Bounty Hunter call came out, the Bounty Hunter that was kind of in like a, almost a Black Manta suit, I, I I feel I know that that that, that Bounty Hunter, Rich. Has that, been, has that Bounty Hunter been in something? Did you see him? Bounty
1: Hunter in the Black
0: Manta. He was like, not Black Manta, but in kind of like an enclosed black suit, kind of almost buggy looking, and he was running across the rooftops firing at Obi-Wan in that firefight. And I felt like I've seen that Guy before maybe in comics or something, uh, maybe maybe just a design that looks similar to something else. But I, um, I've I've also got questions. So Vader, um, uh, firstly, I've got what is Hayden Christensen doing? Like when you say he's back in it, like he's not in the suit. It's a James l Jones is doing the voice, and I believe Rich, he sounds a lot younger than he sounds in Rogue One. Do you think that's the AI voice again?
1: Yeah, of course. He's he, look. With all the technology at the moment, it's all trial and error. Mm-hmm. I think they got a lot of feedback from people saying that Luke's AI voice sounded very stilted. Mm-hmm. So probably what they're doing now because James or Jones is alive, what they're probably doing is they test in a amalgamation yeah. of him doing the lines and then they run that through the AI to uh, get the cadence, do whatever and and yeah um, get the the old grizzle. Yeah. out of it and all that sort of stuff, which they'll then probably then use for Mark Hamill mm. if he voices Luke Skywalker again. Yeah, the, the, you know, the technology at the moment, they're always um, experimenting and trying something new. Just how Luke looks so different from Mandalorian season one to uh, Boba Fett, uh, mm. Book of Boba Fett. Like, it's a massive improvement. This is all just them uh, tweaking and improving and, and getting it right. So, yes, he's definitely providing the voice, but that wasn't. Purely his voice yeah. that came out of Darth
0: Vader. And so, I mean, I think he sounded good. I thought I thought it sounded really good. It was a real improvement on uh, Rogue One when he was sounding like he was an old man, you know. Um, now, okay. I, now, I don't know if it's
1: uh, – I know there's a character called Forlom mm-hmm. uh, who's a bounty hunter, but I, he's, from, um, he's from the decanonized stuff. He right. might still be in there because um, yeah. he was – he was on the uh, uh, the starship when Darth um, uh, uh, Star Vader Force? was was yeah was hiring all the bounty hunters. Oh
0: really? Was
1: yeah. he? Yeah. Well, I don't know if that's the same one you're talking about because I can't really remember. But if you're talking about someone who looks a bit in, like an insect insectoid type head,
0: yeah, like well, a, with a
1: like a robot body.
0: What's his name, Rich? What did you say his name was? For
1: Lom. So for hyphen L-O-M.
0: Hold on, four hyphen. Hold on. Oh, sorry, four. Like so the number four.
1: The number four. Yes.
0: L O N, infinite M
1: no M for Mary, for Mike,
0: for. Four Lom. Let's have a look at this. I don't remember this guy being on the, um, on the, fucking thing. I don't-, I don't know.
1: Then it could be something different. I don't know. You. That, that's the only thing I could think of when you said that.
0: Yeah, he, no, Mentors, he does he does, like look a, he does look a bit like that. Yeah, he does look a bit like that. Like, not exactly like that, but similar to that. So was this guy on the deck with the other bounty hunters? Because I don't remember yeah. him being on the deck. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He does not get a lot of play, does he? No one ever uh, mentions him. He does
1: in the comic books and the novels and stuff.
0: <clears throat> oh, okay. Oh, who is he standing next to? Because I remember IG-88, my favourite. Then uh, you've got Dengar. it might
1: be near him.
0: Right, okay, oh, gee, I, you know what, it's been like a cultural mind wipe, I, I just do not remember him being on there, but you know what, I did think of him when I saw this thing, so it triggered a memory, it triggered a sense memory, and um, that's crazy, so I, I believe, if that's not him, it's someone a lot like him, you know, um, he, he, well you saw the fucking show man, do you remember the oh, guy wait, I'm talking about? Oh wait,
1: there was, no, I, mate, that, that rooftop thing looks so cheap, and 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 like you know, like uh, nasty. The choreogra- uh, choreography looks so bad. I wasn't. I was. I was trying not to roll my eyes, so I right. wasn't really paying attention.
0: The bounty hunter droid was first and only seen on the bridge of the ex- Executor with his partner Zukas, receiving instructions from Lord Vader regarding the pursuit of the Millennium Falcon. Okay. Well,
1: there was also a character in the Mandalorian. Could be that guy as well.
0: Okay. Who is Zuckus? You, Gee, I don't remember these guys at all.
1: Oh, Zuckus is the guy that was standing next to him. Um, okay. Uh, I think they're supposed to be of the same species, but right. uh, they work together. But one of them, I think his body was so destroyed that they basically put his head on a, uh, okay. like a C-3PO unit.
0: That, yeah, that's for long. That's Forlom.
1: That's yeah. for Long, but Zuckus is his partner.
0: Man, I want more of these guys. These guys look cool. I don't remember them at all. They, they, The the camera mustn't have shown much of them because I'm just not remembering them at all.
1: Well, it focused more on, on Boba Fett, obviously.
0: It also focused on Bosch, because, remember, his toe is going over the, mm. the bridge and that guy's like bounty hunting scum or something. You remember that? Yeah. And, oh, man, what a, what a great fucking scene that was. One of the greatest scenes in Star Wars. So... I've got one more question, Rich, to you before I throw over to you for more deconstruction of what you don't like about the show. Um, when uh, Obi-Wan's fighting Darth Vader and getting owned, it felt like Vader could just have killed him if he wanted to. It felt like Vader was toying with him, <coughs> frankly, to me. It felt like Vader was like toying with him like a cat would toy with a mouse you know, that he had at his mercy. Um, when he, I mean, not exactly Force chokes him, but he, like, levitates him, whatever that's called, like Force moves him into the air. Um What the hell is happening with Obi Wan? Is his connection with the force sort of Because Vader couldn't do that to him if he was his normal self, could he? Like you know, there's usually surely there's a battle of wills there normally. You can't normally Vader can't just fucking toss Obi Wan around like a ragdoll.
1: No. Um yeah, Two. you usually two highly trained force users can basically counter Yeah. Each other and all that sort of stuff, which is why the lightsaber fights. It's 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 all about like probing for weaknesses, distracting. Yeah. Um. You know, it's 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 just basically a flurry of movement to try and find an opening or a counter or something like that. Because again, everyone's force sensitive; they can feel things, they can anticipate things. Sort um, of. Look, I don't know. It's really hard to, for me to explain such a, a pathetic. <laughs> uh display um
0: <laughs> yeah from, from it, was, it was a pathetic supposed display.
1: to be protecting luke so you know it's just um i don't know um well, it again like, it's yeah. just this, disney just likes to ruin original characters it's they just like to to fuck around with them and make them pathetic or almost else it's just a, it's just a disney thing it's a disney LucasArts thing now
0: so you i mean it's sort of like to give up ups to darth vader they're sort of downing on obi-wan you know what i mean like i don't know the exact word to describe it but they're sort of like it's like in wrestling they're sort of they're heightening vader but they're lowering obi-wan at the same time that seems to be the trade-off
1: well if anything the only reason that vader should have got the upper hand is if something was distracting um obi-wan like maybe he was sensing leia in trouble or you know the the woman that came to help him. If you know she was in trouble, and you know what I mean, and and he was then distracted or concerned about someone else, then I could understand maybe Vader getting the the drop on him so easily, or mm. or, or managing to sort of take advantage of that. But just to have Obi Wan literally run around like a coward, mm. um, who's who's just so afraid and and so you know uh, pathetic. Yeah, it's, it's just really – again, you can do things without ruining characters. There's no there's no reason why you can't have Obi-Wan have his ass handed to him but for reasons outside of his control or because of someone else's negligence or interference or something. You know what I mean? Like that's how you protect the character and still make them strong but get their ass handed to him.
0: Like, or I would have even put up – like here's, a, here's an option. I don't mind Vader beating Obi-Wan. Like that's not my problem. It, but if they'd had a proper fight where I felt like there were two combatants of reasonably the same skill, just like an Avenger of the Sith, and in this mm. particular encounter, Vader got, got the upper hand. But it, it was just the fact that Vader was just literally just toying with him. You know, like there was Obi-Wan... I was watching the lightsaber fight quite closely, Rich. Obi-Wan barely had an aggressive stroke until late in the fight. At the beginning, if you watched the lightsaber fight, nearly everything Obi-Wan did was a defensive maneuver. Um, he, he he barely took an aggressive shot at Vader in that fight. I noticed it. I was closely watching it. And um, it was kind of pathetic, you know. And it wasn't a sound defense. He looked desperate. He looked lost. Uh, he looked outclassed. Um, I, I I just thought to myself... Considering that Obi Wan, his level in the prequels of, of how he was, and, and at the end, he's the one who slices and dices Vader. He does beat him in that fight, convincingly. For him to have fallen so far, I just felt was slightly pathetic, uh, and, and I wasn't a fan of it. That was the part where I, I, I really hope they have another duel because that was if that's the only jewel we're going to get in Obi-Wan season 1 that's a real disappointment and once again Disney are letting the franchise down. You know, they're letting their own franchise down by their poor decisions. Um, I don't get it, man. I, I just don't understand why Boba Fett had to be a pussy and Obi-Wan has to be a pussy and Obi-Wan can't fight, you know, like why? Like who thinks this is cool? You know?
1: I I've got a, I've already got a prediction for you. Yeah. Um the character that will teach him how to fight again and believe in himself Raya, will be the, the the no the the inquisitor woman I heard, um yeah. who will turn to the light side and become his ally and and teach him to fight again
0: really she's so evil. that's though. my
1: prediction that's my prediction
0: okay I, I my prediction is hopefully he grows a set of balls and I, I hope... But that, the know, show
1: shouldn't have been made in the first place, so, I mean, and, and, and if they were going to make it, Jesus Christ, I had a far better idea than what they were implementing, so...
0: Yeah, I mean, I would have... I, I don't mind the show being made, but I really question the decisions in this... in, in that fight in particular. <clears throat> I, I... People are bitching about the layer. I thought the, the young girl did a decent job. Um, I, I don't think the acting's terrible. I, and I even... I, I don't quite understand the hatred towards this black lady who's playing the Inquisitor. She's playing the role Dion made a good point. He said what she's doing is the way of the dark side. Like the tantrums, the lack of anger management. That is the path of the dark side. I no
1: thought, please, you know, man. She has she's barely showed any emotion, With What what tantrum? She's, she
0: was shouting and screaming and carrying No, on. she
1: just glares. She's barely showed any emotion, man. No. No. Acting's been pretty flat. Right, I've got but question. she's not the only one. There's been it's yeah. been a lot of flat acting in this in this show. So.
0: <laughs> Jimmy Smith. Jimmy Smiths tried hard, I thought. You know, he was he was doing his best.
1: Leia shouldn't even be in the fucking show. So no,
0: that's... I don't mind her being in the show because I said this to Michelle. Mm. Out of all the characters, she did know Obi-Wan Kenobi. She's the one who sends him the plans and nope, started new hope. No, she didn't know
1: Obi-Wan Kenobi. I she wish did. people would stop saying that. No, she didn't. No, she didn't. <laughs> She says, help me, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You, uh, uh, you helped hope. my father in the Clone Wars. She never met the fucking uh, man. Well, she whatever. only knows about him.
0: Okay, well, whatever, Rich. But you're such a stickler, man. You know, like...
1: Yes, I am a stickler for shit that doesn't contradict the fucking original movies. <laughs> Forgive me.
0: <laughs> but doesn't you say, Obi-Wan, oh, you're and by only By the hope. way,
1: yes, you helped my father in the Clone Wars. All That's right. the only thing she okay. knows about
0: him. All right. Well, now she knows about him a lot more.
1: <laughs> yeah which is bullshit you know why no no do you know why leia's in this uh because kathleen kennedy has got a hard on for making leia more important and having more screen time than luke skywalker
0: i was going to suggest something else i was going to say they can't interfere with luke too much because in new hope it's very spelt out that he didn't no know but over- you don't have
1: to you don't have to have leia or luke in fact the whole storyline, if you're gonna make this Darth, uh, if you're gonna make this Obi Wan Kenobi show, right? Mm. This is what you do.
2: Because mm-hmm.
1: you mentioned Quinlan Voss, right? Mm. Uh, to me the other day. You I were did. asking about mm-hmm. Quinlan Voss. This is how you do an Obi-Wan Kenobi TV show, okay? He's on Tatooine, he's in hiding, mm-hmm. right? Yep. He's keeping up his training, he's hiding in a cave or whatever. Quinlan Voss, someone who knows Obi-Wan, who's on the run mm-hmm. because he did survive Order 66, right? Mm-hmm. Comes to Tatooine seeking Obi Wan's help. Uh-huh. Obi Wan basically says, I can't help you, blah, blah, blah. I can't tell you why. Da, 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 da. But Quinlan Voss inadvertently brings the Inquisitors to Tatooine. Yeah. Now, there's the thing where Obi Wan is almost forced to help Quinlan Voss because he has to keep the Inquisitors away from Luke Skywalker because they will sense that he's force sensitive, uh-huh. that there's force in him. There's your TV show right there. How does Obi Wan do this without reveal without revealing <laughs> Luke? And you could have even could moments do- where Luke could be without even meeting Obi Wan with like yeah. Obi Wan helps you him could without. Do it. Yeah. You can do that, but no, you can't because fuck Luke Skywalker, fuck that guy. Leia's father, more- in fact, the, the the her father in it um, basically even says she's just as important. I was like, oh my god, you, you literally just said it, and I'm sorry, she's not. Leia is important to Star Wars, but Luke is the most important in the Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sorry, it's, that's just a fact. Deal with it. What's Move the von? Sorry, what's the fact? No, what you did? have to make her the, the the fact that Luke is the most important character in the the three Star Wars. I would oh, agree. It's with not that. Leia. I'd agree. Leia's, with that, impo- yeah. Leia's important to the story and the sure. the group. Sure. And she obviously is there to to also be an important linchpin in it. Sure. but most important character in the three movies is Luke. I'm sorry. I agree. I'm sorry that hurt your feelings, Kathleen Kennedy. I'm sorry that you wish it was Leia, but it's not.
0: Yeah, it's not Leia. I mean, definitely Luke. I, no, but here. in Kathleen
1: Kennedy's eyes, it is, which is why Leia, if she had, if if uh, Carrie Fisher had not died, I oh. guarantee you would have been far more important in the third, in the in the ninth movie.
0: Maybe, dude. I, I think they were so struggling with what to do that, like, it was they were all over the shop. You know. Um, no, but
1: I I reckon they would have been. She would have been e- pivotal in like helping Ray defeat. Did,
0: did Carrie Fisher uh, die Harley. before Last Jedi came out or after?
1: I think uh, she died before it even started filming.
0: No, oh, oh no, Last no.
1: Jedi was after she died. After Last Jedi, after but before, Last uh, Jedi. Rise of Skywalker.
0: Right, yeah, and then Rise of Skywalker is the one where she comes out, she explodes out in a death scene, and then somehow suddenly uses the Force and all that shit, isn't it? Isn't that her? That's how she dies, isn't it? No, that – what? Is that how she dies? I forget how she dies. Do you remember there's a no, scene? No, she just
1: dies like – she dies like in her sleep from force projecting just like Luke did. Like okay. she feels Kylo die or something and so she dies or some shit. I don't know. Like okay. right. It's really all pathetic, but um, – okay. No, I, Catherine Kay wanted the, the new Star Wars movie. She wanted Leia to be like the more pivotal character of the three original characters.
0: Well, she's not. I mean, sorry, but, you know, she's not. Um, that said, I don't mind. But there's so much wrong
1: with the show, man. There's so much contradiction. There's just so much wrong with the
0: show. See, I don't, I don't hate it, man. I look for me, it's probably my favorite of the Star Wars TV show. So far like, outside of Mandalorian season two, which I quite enjoyed, but I, I prefer no. it to Boba Fett. I prefer it to Boba Fett, man, because I think Boba Fett, they it sort of sucked, you know. No, I
1: put I put it down there with Boba Fett and just another another Star Wars character that has just been. <sighs> If, you know, Like, if you can't elevate the character and if you can't do the story right, I just wish you wouldn't do it at all, honestly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're pretty unhappy with it, man, aren't you, really? At the end and by the way,
1: Obi-Wan's such a fucking genius. He literally dresses like a Jedi when he's trying to stay no, I know, off no, the I radar. Know, like,
0: no, wow, you're a real fucking genius, Obi. Dude, to the point where he's got his lightsaber on his belt and you can sometimes just see it. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, is there's no attempt at disguise at all? Like...
1: You yeah, dis- like, yeah. guess what? You live in a world with helmets. With what? You could literally dress like a
0: bounty hunter with a helmet on. Yeah, you could. Yeah, you could. Like,
1: so many people walk around with helmets and face masks Oh, You could literally wear a helmet.
0: I've got another question. This is a question Michelle had. Why is he not using his Jedi mind tricks? Like, so many times in this show, I'm like, why does he need to Jedi mind trick these people? Like the Stormtroopers and all that. <laughs>
1: Well, I think the well, I don't know. Like, I guess, um, I guess you can sense who's maybe strong-willed and who it would work on, and it's it's it, it doesn't work on everyone. It's not like just some trick you can pull out of your hat. Right, it only works on the weak-minded. And if you're surrounded by five people, if only one of them is susceptible, well, it's not going to help you. Like. Okay. You know, if the other four like, what the fuck's going on? Why is he waving his hand? And this idiot next to me is repeating. But surely the there's so surely the, there's the mind people trick is not something
0: they could use a lot. Surely there's people on the internet who are saying like I am. He's not using the mind tricks. He hasn't used the mind tricks once so far in three episodes.
1: Well, he hasn't used any of his force powers except to stop Leia from falling to her death because she jumped off the building like well, an idiot.
0: And I don't think he. I don't think he pulled his lightsaber out before he fought Vader, had he? Or did he do it for the fight scene? Do you do it for the fight? Because he would been using his blaster a lot, and we know from yeah. we know that he hates his blasters from the prequels. I remember that he hates blasters.
1: Yeah, but he can't be running and pulling at his lightsaber all the time because it just draws more attention. Yeah, but
0: I, I just because don't forget there's there's a reward for Jedi, eh? so
1: anyone will turn you in. Not just you don't just have to worry about stormtroopers. Okay.
0: But I just feel rich that th- this is just my feeling, and I just feel that Disney <coughs> Disney have a problem with giving fans and viewers what they actually want for some reason they want to delay the gratification extremely much and i don't know why like i just feel like sometimes you just gotta give the fans some scenes that they really fucking want which is obi-wan with light using his powers you know um and if you don't do that it frustrates people i was getting frustrated by the lack of force being used you know?
1: Uh, I, I, I'm not. I would prefer to see a movie, uh, a, again, a TV show where he does things on the sly right. without bringing attention to himself. Okay. I would like to see him a little bit more confident and, and not so pathetic mm. um, as he currently is now. He's, he's almost like a scared.
0: Yeah, baby. You know,
1: little, little pathetic man who, who has no faith in himself. Um, Sad. Sad. Uh, you know, it's you know. Um, and that, that, that's not that's like, not how Alec Guinness played him. Like, Alec
0: Guinness didn't play him like that. You know, he wasn't scared that's of it. Yeah,
1: that's that's what I said. I said the whole point about oh, he's going to be damaged, and I was like, well, that again contradicts mm. how uh, you see Obi wan in um, the first movie. And again, like they were never. He was never supposed to fight Darth Vader before the first movie because. As I said, I've said it before, there's a line in the movie that says I've felt a force that I have not felt in a long time. And then when he says, We meet again when I was when last we met, I you were the teacher and I was a sh- shit and all that sort of crap. So um this again just completely contradicts that. But what annoys me the most is not like they literally threw out all the um the legend stuff, right? So yeah. like all the characters and storylines. But then instead of just creating a new thing, they actually just go out of their way to just contradict and retcon everything from the original movies. Mm. Like, I don't get it. I do not understand their obsession with continuing to add and, and, and poke holes and, you know, create plot holes mm. for the original movies. It's just so annoying. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So what oh, and is, by the way, yeah.
1: the fact that the sister knows that Anakin is Vader, no one is supposed to know that Anakin Skywalker is Vader.
0: Well, that was another point I was going to bring up. Yes, I did find that very weird that she knew that and she told Obi Wan. Now, do you feel Richard in your, pr- prior to this show? And in fact, prior to Disney buying Star Wars. Okay, so back when George Lucas was minding the shop, that he created. Did Obi-Wan Kenobi know that Anakin Skywalker was Darth Vader at the start of A New Hope? Yes. That, thank you. That's exactly what In I, fact, no, yeah.
1: he knew that at the end of the prequels because he and Yoda watched the scene mm. where Emperor Palpatine says to Anakin, Rise, Lord Vader.
0: How does he see that, though?
1: Uh, so it's a recording right. of of after he you know Mace gets killed and mm-hmm. chucked out the window, and then there's a scene of Anakin kneeling in front. You know they're watching a hologram recording. Yes, and then Emperor Palpatine says, "Rise," you know. Uh, I don't well, remember if it it's says Darth yeah. Vader or Lord Vader. So they already knew that yeah. he had become a Sith named Vader. So he, and so okay. he must, and, and of course, you're going to hear about like Lord Vader. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, circling around, even living on fucking Tatooine. So, of course, he knew that Vader was still alive. That, her saying that, he's not a fucking shock to him. So, he's probably yeah, known that for 10 years.
0: So, that's, yeah, thank you. Well, that's what I thought too. And I, I understand Disney are just desperate to fucking forever retcon and shove it in our throats. And I'm like, A, I thought he did know. That, that Anakin was survived and had been turned into Vader, like, barely survived. And, yeah, he's just so sort of naive in this aspect. Like, I'm like, this isn't the Obi-Wan I remember in any incarnation, prequels or original trilogy. Like, this is this is like a different... I, I don't know, I just didn't agree with it. I just, I just thought, like, this is sucks. You're doing this to try to sort of... Create a moment like almost JJ like create fake moments, you know, um, fake emotions. You know how you know how JJ does it, like shortcuts to get emotions. Mm. That's exactly what this is. It's another Disney shortcut that doesn't stand scrutiny. Because I'm like, a I thought he already knew that Lord that Darth Vader was Anakin Skywalker. I I thought that he knew that. Yeah. Like from yeah, forever. Well, before
1: he yeah. even fought. Yeah, before they even fought their final battle. Mm. Yeah, he's he knew, called Vader. He knew that he and be dubbed Vader, right? Yeah. And when he left, he knew he was alive, and maybe he assumed that he would die. But once you hear that the Lord Vader, yes, running around with the Emperor, yeah, you know, then you must realize, oh fuck, he didn't die. Yeah, he's still alive. I've got to really keep myself secret and hidden away, and make sure that Luke stays safe. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, it's. I, as I said, like what they do now is, I, I give you a perfect example of when, uh, when when George Lucas and Filoni were doing the the cartoon show mm-hmm. in the movie um, uh, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, when Anakin and General Grievous uh, uh, meet for the that's when they meet for the first time, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Is um, is is on that ship when he when he abducts Emperor uh, um, uh, Chancellor Palpatine, right? Mm-hmm. In the cartoon show, which takes place before that movie, right? The cartoon show is set between Attack of the Clones and um, Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. They made sure that Anakin and General Grievous can never actually meet, and so they would actually do scenarios, do storylines where they would almost meet. Yeah. Um, or, or he would escape, you know, before Anakin could get there or something. They literally knew, listen, these two characters cannot share the screen. Which is clever, though. Like, because, that, that's just having continuity. That's my point. Yeah. You can still have an Obi-Wan show. And yes, if you want to, you could technically include um, Darth Vader. But you literally have to go, right, we need to come up with everything that keeps them off the screen together. Like, they cannot. They need to almost miss each other, yeah. be one step behind, wh- Whatever. But that would have been such an interesting show if they had just taken the time, the energy, the effort, and the fucking talent to be like those guys did with the Clone Wars and say, listen, w- w- you know, oh, shit, we've written the story. If we do this, they're going to meet. We Now we've got to rewrite it. We've got to, make- we've got to come up with a reason why they don't well, meet. And the easiest the- way
0: is you bring another Jedi in who can face Vader, like a Quinlan Voss or whoever. Yeah, so, well, so well yeah, they, have they, have they already fight.
1: showed in the start of the first episode that a couple of the kids survived, and obviously they've gone on to – be jedi on the run yes Yes. which is cool which i like but what is you can still have him you can still show vader and fighting other these jedi because again he's he was supposed to be the guy that was hunting down the remaining jedi for the empire
0: not the inquisitors couple more questions then um yes i'm i know the inquisitors from i think rebels i what make me understand that they've got some force powers rich like- well
1: some of them are actually jedi that turned to the dark side that somehow survived order 66 and turned to the dark side or maybe the emperor turned them but they're before. not sith? i don't
0: they're, know they're not sith
1: no no they well no they're not Sith. they they inquisitors i don't know what's the difference again it's i don't know it's fucking it's just again it's just it's it's added shit that just muddies the water. So, who so added just,
0: that? Was that George Lucas or was that Disney? No, no, that was Disney. That yeah. was Disney for Rebels, wasn't it? Because there was an Inquisitor in Rebels, from memory. Oh yes, yeah. so the, it was. They were introducing Rebels. Yeah. Okay.
1: But then they used them in the new game.
0: Yeah, Fallen um, Order.
1: Um, yeah, uh, Fallen Order, whatever it was called, and they'll also be again in the new in the sequel to that. And now they're in the. The Obi Wan show and all that. So it's this thing that Disney added that just, as I okay. said, just muddies. The and they've water. got
0: some force powers, though, don't they? They have limited. Is that right? They've got like. Well, some-
1: I don't know. The Grand Inquisitor used to be an actual Jedi.
0: Okay. Right. Do they wield lightsabers, Rich, or not?
1: Yeah, they they wield some weird jewel weird thing with the... It's a weird like like. It's a it's a double beam lightsaber, but it's on like a a disc thing that can make it twirl and shit and all that. You've probably seen them doing the twirly. I have. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Is, is it sort of similar to what, um, Darth ball had? Uh, I mean,
1: kind of, mm. it's, it's not a proper, um, um, uh, pole lightsaber. It's, it's more like two lightsabers, as I said, connected to this ring okay. that allows the, the two saber, uh, blades to move independently of each other.
0: Okay. Got a couple more questions. um, Speaking of Darth Maul, could he turn up in this? And also, what was the symbol on the back of the truck that that alien picked them up? Was that the Dark Sun or Black Sun or whatever?
1: No, that was the Empire.
0: Oh, that's just the Empire signal. Oh, okay, um, okay. So that explains why he was such an Empire lackey. That that driver. I mean, he was ready to just turn them in. Um, could Darth Maul turn up in this, Rich? In the timelines, does it? Is he alive? May he shouldn't. But with Disney, he could. I'd love to see it. I personally would love to see it. Well, he, look, he turned up but in Solo. But if Sowa. he does turn up, then it contradicts
1: the Rebels ending for him. So who knows? Yeah. I don't really care about continuity. So. But
0: Rebels, no, what are you talking about? Rebels takes place after this, doesn't it? I thought Rebels took place just before New he Hope.
1: He finds Obi-Wan Kenobi in, and Obi-Wan kills him. In Rebels. When Darth Maul shows up again, uh, he finally finds where Obi One is, yeah. and he tracks him down, and they have one final battle, and Obi One kills him.
0: Okay, but this could take place before that fight, because Rebels I thought took place just before New Hope. I always thought Rebels was uh, only just before. Yes, New Yes,
1: but again, that would again in the Rebels. That's the first time he's found Obi One.
0: Okay, but you could reckon it that he's found. So, him but of, of
1: course, they could reckon it. they're fucking doing it already with Obi Wan and Darth Vader. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Rich, I do feel there's a bit of wiggle room there. Like you know, there is a little bit of wiggle room that they could have fought in the meantime. It's not that as not as black and white as you make out. Yes, it's. It seems likely they'd never encounter each other, but it's not. It's not super clear that they'd never fought. From Revenge of the Sith to Mate, Hope.
1: It is very clear, but it's just lazy writing of, we don't care <laughs> how to write it this way, and we don't give a fuck if it contradicts the movie.
0: Well, if I was showrunning it, I would have them fight each other. You know, because I think that that's a moment that mainstream Star Wars fans want to see. A lot of people want to see those battles. Not not done as shit as this battle was done in this episode, but I think there's a lot of people... That want to see that now. Another, I've got a prediction. I think we're going to see a force appearance by Liam Neeson at some point in this show. uh What's the character's name again? A Quinn John or something? Is that right? Quinn Gon?
1: No, Qui Gon Jinn.
0: Qui Gon Jinn. I think we're going to see him turn up as a force ghost. Would you agree? At some point in this series.
1: uh Either that, or just his voice.
0: Okay um now there's gonna be a second season uh, i did hear obi-wan mentioned he had a brother and i said to, i said to michelle look out for the evil twin at some point <laughs> that would, would that drive you just around the bend rich what if an evil obi-wan turns up will you just like kill yourself or something
1: <laughs> well i uh, no, but i think of trying to retcon their own movies right yeah so for a long time the shitty sequels came out. People were were speculating, hoping it would be a Kenobi, right?
0: Who was a Kenobi?
1: Now they could Ray. Oh, Ray. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Everyone was like, "Oh, make a Kenobi, make a Kenobi," and of course, you know, they could argue that like uh, Palpatine lied that she's not a Palpatine. Sure. Um, and maybe by he, by saying that Obi Wan had a brother, it would still allow her
2: mm-hmm.
1: to be. Uh, from his same bloodline, it's the, probably a backdoor thing in
0: case they want to do something like the that. The fact that he, like, I'm a big believer. These days, I'm so cynical. If they bother to mention anything in these kind of things, they usually means they want to exploit it. So that te- that tells no,
1: me. I, 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 again, I personally think that's for for getting people to to talk about Ray. And oh, maybe Ray is a Kenobi, Kenobi. because Obi Wan had a brother and blah blah blah. Who
0: gives a shit if she's a Kenobi anyway? I couldn't care less. Like, what was she? A Palpatine? I don't even remember what she was. A yeah. Papatine. So what? Um, yeah, so I had one other question. Oh, yes. Before we leave the Obi Wan discussion, Obi Wanna? <laughs> and what's yours? Obi Don't Wanna or something?
1: No. Uh, oh, no Kenobi.
0: <laughs> no Kenobi. Um, explain Quinlan Voss. He was mentioned in this. And do you think he'll appear? And also, where can listeners find Quinlan Voss in the. In the Media, uh, you know, what's he been in?
1: Um, so basic uh, Quinlan Vos, um, he's in, uh, I think, one or two episodes of the Clone Wars um, TV show. Okay. Uh, there was a comic book series uh, from
0: Dark Horse. Oh, so he's in um, the Clone Wars comics, so you could find that, him in the essential featured him, yeah.
1: and there was a final novel where him and Ventures Ventress uh, became lovers. And mm-hmm. I think they both end up dying. So, um, okay. at the um, end of it, but he was basically a Jedi who kind of went like undercover mm-hmm. uh, and and um, fell to the dark side. Oh right, um, and, really? And, and, and then he was brought back to the light, but then he was kind of always, you know what I mean? He was always sort of walking that sure, yeah, that, that tightrope of of giving into um, right. darker.
0: Uh, Um, And so he's in the Clone Wars though So Clone Wars comics and stuff like that Kind of stuff, you know Like back in the day, the essential collection The epic collections, you'd find him in there somewhere
1: Yeah, yeah So there is, as I said, there's a novel with Human Asajj Ventress, which um, I think, I don't know if it's The last like Non-canon book, or if it's actually part of The Disney canon, I can't remember Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so comics Novel And, as I said, one or two episodes of the Clone Wars Wars
0: animated show. When, when technically does he die? Is it somewhere before New Hope in the dark era or whatever they call it? Uh, uh,
1: Yeah, yeah, it would have been before the uh, New Hope. Um, It would have um, Hmm. But again, I'm thinking the fact that he, was, he had his name on that wall, maybe there's another
0: retcon, I don't know. Yeah, well, he was like, Quinlan's been here, which makes me think that it would be a good idea to bring in another Jedi into this whole scenario. Like, to bring in another Lynchpin Jedi, is he a humanoid, Rich, or is he an alien?
1: Uh, he's humanoid with, uh, with uh, dreadlocks.
0: You know what, I think I've seen this guy before i reckon I've, i i think i've read some clone wars comics with him in there because the dreadlocks makes reminds me that yeah i think i have seen some stuff from him because i've read some of the clone wars comics he was pretty cool from memory if i remember correctly would you be a fan of bringing him in to sort of support the obi-wan franchise
1: ah uh, as i said i kind of feel like that's what the this tv show should have been from the start was mm. You know, because, again, Quinlan Vos is, you know, a bit of a troubled, yeah. you know, he, he means well, he's troubled, doesn't always think. So I feel like him may be trying to find Obi-Wan, you know, get Obi-Wan's help or something like that, and mm-hmm. inadvertently sort of brings, you know, the Empire to, um, to Tatooine, and now Obi-Wan's forced to, like, assist him. But again, he's got to do it in a way you know, without being a Jedi or, you know what I mean? Uh, And I just think that could have been far more interesting and entertaining than what they're giving me right now.
0: Although I I hear you back when Stu was on the show, we talked a lot about Obi-Wan and 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 Stu was the one I said, it's going to be boring if it's just Obi-Wan on Tentowin prancing around the desert. And Stu said, there's no reason he can't be out in the galaxy, which I love. And you hate, don't you see? I love that. He's out there doing stuff. Um, I wish it was more interesting. Well you know, here's the,
1: here's the problem with oh he can just go gallivanting. No, he can't. Like <laughs> the Empire rules with a with an iron fist. He is him and Yoda are literally yeah, the most wanted people mm. in the galaxy. You know what I mean? One, yeah. they're like famous Jedi. Yeah. And two, the Empire would have a massive reward. Yeah. Um and, again, I mean, I suppose you could if he was smart enough, as I say, to disguise himself.
0: Yeah, but he doesn't even try. Maybe.
1: But the fact that you have him walking around looking like a Jedi with his hood and yeah. his traffic clothes, I just go and, you know, not even hiding his face. I just go, I just, it's so stupid.
0: Yeah, it's, cra- like, it's crazy. Like, like in a, in, on a, if I'm being honest, even though I enjoy it, it's a show that's riddled with flaws. You know what I mean? Like, even though I'm personally enjoying it, which is partly because I, I, I like Star Wars, and you know me, I like a bit of Obi-Wan, but it's got it's got so many storytelling kind of, uh, like, almost errors. <coughs> errors. Errors slash flaws slash bad decisions that you just do wonders and wonders what Disney are doing. Are they not... It's like they're not play testing their fucking games. Like, they just don't seem to realise. They put this stuff out there, and you're just like, how did no one say to you, Obi Wan shouldn't be a pussy in his first battle, and Boba Fett shouldn't be a pussy. Like these are very obvious things, and yet Disney don't seem to get it, do they?
1: No, and uh, that, that's why I said you can make your you can give your character you can have your character lose and all that, but you can still mm. like okay. There's a reason why uh, you, you brought up wrestling early on, right? Yeah. Uh, the reason why so many heels, mm. as they call the the bad guys in wrestling win with underhanded tactics Yes, is to keep the hero strong. So the hero still loses the baby face, the good guy. He still loses, but he loses because of un- underhanded circumstances, because of cheating. Yeah. You know, that's what you have to do. You don't make your character actually weak. You You implement something that causes him to lose that is not based on his skill. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that's what I feel like they, they should be doing, but they don't. They don't care if Obi-Wan looks weak. They think it's – I don't know. They think it's good storytelling to just have him be this feeble, you know, uh, PTSD-ridden guy who just can't, you know.
0: Yeah, the, the thing with that is, though, like, like I don't movie. mind a little bit of that, but there's too much of it. We're three episodes in. Like, you don't need it to be so long. Unfortunately, though, Rich, I don't think they've got enough story, so they've got to stretch. They're not very ambitious, Rich. They don't want to give us nine episodes of really great content. They want to give us maybe really two to three episodes and stretch it out across seven to nine, and but that's how they do it.
1: I, 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 I completely agree. I think, this, I think this is only six episodes, isn't it, or something like that? Like, something I think like it's that, a, quite yeah. a short. Yeah, but I disagree with um, the, the comment that Tatooine is a dangerous place, mm-hmm. right? I mean, look what happened to Anakin's mother, mm-hmm. right? Abducted by Sand people, and you know, yeah, tortured and and basically killed, and all that. Boy, with just his aunt and uncle. Uh, in the middle of the desert uh, to go traipsing for of the galaxy. Your job is to stay there and protect him, and if so, you know, and be there if one of them happened to, you know, yeah. come across that farm or do something to the farm. So no, he can't go traipsing off around the galaxy.
0: So, Rich, basically, you're critical of Obi wan leaving Tatooine to be with Luke in the first place. For you, that's a bit of a you know a, a no no.
1: Well, as I said, I mean Tatooine is like literally one of the most dangerous mm. planets, like. In the galaxy of slavers, sad people, huts, criminals—yeah, it's just I, you. Just don't leave a kid. I mean, especially it's just him and his aunt uh, and uncle. You know, like I just don't think he would ever leave that because anything could happen to them.
0: You know why they've done it though—it's to open up the world. That's why to open up the yeah. story. That's why but they've then,
1: done it again. Create new characters or or different or use different characters that can yeah, yeah. Put that better. That's you know you
0: can, no you that's it and that's a that's a totally. Except the point of view. So overall, reach out of the three episodes out of 10. What are you giving them so far? Do you have to give them one score? There's three episodes. So I'll give it three out of 10. I'm going to give it so far a six out of 10. Um, now, which t- shows you that I don't actually think particularly highly in general of the Star Wars shows when this is one of my favorites. And it's not super high. Honestly, I think um, Mandalorian season two is better than this. That's probably my favourite. But I found Mandalorian Season 1 very boring. I found Boba Fett very disappointing. Uh, I think that's all the shows there have been, haven't there? I, I don't know what else there's been. Obviously, there's the Andor show coming, Rich, which is apparently going to be several seasons, and um I really go into a lot of detail about the Resistance um, prior to... Which could be interesting, actually, like when I think about it. like the not Maybe not Andor himself, but the Resistance itself is interesting. Like It was interesting to see a Resistance member... She was a Resistance member, wasn't she? That The woman who helps them in this episode, latest episode of Obi-Wan?
1: Yeah, I, I would assume. Well, I mean, I don't think the Resistance is fully formed yet, but she's definitely someone who is against the Empire.
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah, interesting. Um, now, Hayden Christensen will appear as Darth Vader in the Ahsoka series as well, Rich. Um so that's inevitable. I think they're going to use as much Darth Vader as possible. He's one of the most popular characters. So well, I, it,
1: it can only be flashbacks.
0: Yeah, good point. That's a good point.
1: Yeah, the, the, the Ahsoka series is in the Mandalorian timeline, which is after Return
0: of the Jedi. So. It's true. <laughs> good point, Rich. yeah has uh, been uh, he's been—he's supposedly redeemed by that point, isn't he? Not only dead, but redeemed. He's a Force ghost dancing by the fire. At the end of Return
1: of yeah, the Jedi. So, cool. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. who knows in what form uh, he will appear. Uh, either flashbacks of Darth Vader or maybe it's a, for some reason a ghost. There's this Anakin who decides yeah. to talk to a Joker, but not his own son or daughter or whatever. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> Doesn't even come to his uh, his own uh, <laughs> uh, uh, um, grandson and say, listen, buddy, don't fucking do this. Uh, I, I made a mistake. Please don't, uh, don't, don't destroy our family. No, he didn't do
0: that. Um, yeah, so in, in essence, it's a very mixed review on the Obi-Wan show so far. You've certainly, I think, come in with some pretty dark glasses on, Rich. I've been a bit more hopeful, but neither of us are saying it's the world's greatest show. You know, basically, in essence. And that's the first episode of obi Waner. <laughs> Oh, no, Kenobi. <laughs> now, uh, Top Gun, uh, more happier news. Top Gun Maverick sets a record for both a Memorial Day weekend and Paramount Pictures in its domestic opening. People are saying this really is Tom Cruise's last great movie star. Um, yeah, it's getting a lot of good reviews. So yeah, um, it's great. I mean, I fucking love the original. So it's great to see Tom Cruise has come back. This movie's been so delayed and it's a big hit. It's exactly what the world needs right now, frankly, as far as I'm concerned. Bit of good old patriotic pride, fly the flag, and Tom Cruise in Top Gun. That's exactly what we need, frankly, and we've been too long without it, and I'm very happy to see that it's doing so well, and in fact looking very forward to seeing this uh, movie. What about you, Richie? You a Top Gun fan? Uh,
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I wouldn't say I'm a massive fan,
0: but I did enjoy the, the Top Gun movie, yeah. It's a fucking classic, so I'd be surprised if you didn't enjoy it. Now, um, Joe Kasada announces a departure from Marvel Ridge, uh, their former editor-in-chief, before uh, Akira Yoshida, I believe, took the role. Um, yeah, so, yeah, it's uh, quite interesting. I, I forgot he was actually still there, to be honest I think he'd been <laughs> sidelined for a while. Um, yeah, he's cool. been pretty quiet old, Joe Q. Yeah, he's now officially leaving. Uh, I think he, I think he, he got sidelined about two years ago uh, when little fatso CB turned up. I saw a picture. A listener sent Michael Kellisham, sent me a picture of Tom Brevard and um, CB Sabowski. There's two rotund individuals barely fitting in chairs, and Jesus Christ, they look like clones of each other. And uh, Michael was saying that the Tom Brevort's going to put his braid in the young body. <laughs> A young fatter body. <laughs> He's just repairing his clone for the transfer. Um, yeah, it looked really like they are two clowns, basically. You know, it was. I really almost put. i almost put the picture up on the Signal Doom feed saying two clowns, and I think I will do that actually, because um, it's exactly what they are. Now, what the fuck, Richard? Was this Leah Williams thing? Because it really set me off this week. You said something about this Leah Williams, who I've never heard of. Apparently, she's an X-Men writer of some some title somewhere. And am I right in saying that she called Chris Claremont a racist? Is this correct? Uh,
1: yes. So uh, apparently, she was looking for a bit of clout on, on Twitter, I believe. Right. And she decided that um, <laughs> she would uh, go ahead and call Chris Claremont racist But well, what has
0: chris claremont ever done to deserve this like what what was the well, what was his crime
1: he exists and he's a better writer than he's fucking
0: far better than all, lee williams
1: all, well i was gonna say almost all the people writing uh, uh, comics right
0: now i'd say chris claremont beats any marvel writer hands down working right now easily based on his what he's achieved over and many years
1: her examples was uh the one time that uh Itty Pride
0: used the n word, and she she cites um, it without context at all. Where yeah. and I and I did my research, Leah Williams. If you're listening, firstly, you're a fucking disgrace. So there's that, and secondly, um, I went and did my research. I, I got the episode of Marvel Limited: God Man, God Loves Man Kills. Uh, she's referring to someone's calling her a mutie. And she's basically saying that's the same as the N-word uh, for mutants. And she's basically making that point to uh, another black character um, who's there. And she's making that point to them. And in essence, that's the whole scene. So there was con- there's massive context in the scene. And the fact that she tries to sort of like... It's, it's, it's the total abuse of a panel without taking anything else into account that you failed your argument if your argument fails as soon as you add any any examination of what actually happened and i went and did the examination and it's laughable and if, and, and also another point i'll make um, this obsession with what characters say supposedly being so exactly what the author believes it's not the case it's fictional okay actually, you bring
1: that up i have actually a perfect example right Favorite. so yeah. um that um what was her name oh vida ayala right vida ayala another name she, we've come across before yeah she recently in an interview mm. they asked her how do you you know write characters you know like uh, how do they like approach situations and yeah. she turned around and she said Mm. I don't really consider it that way. I just look at it as how would I respond in that situation. Yeah, well. And that's... that explains perfectly why char- characters today mm. all sound the same. But,
0: and that's I... not uncommon. for uh, s- Certainly when you're writing, some of your experience filters through. I agree. But at the same time, they are still characters in a fictional story, and so how they respond yeah. isn't necessarily but, how you would.
1: But also if you're writing your own character, that's fine. That, oh. that character can be a mouthpiece or what you can do if you're writing a group book, like say the X-Men or something like that, where mm-hmm. you have multiple characters, you have to say which one of my characters is more like me. And yeah. I can have them say that, right? Because yeah. you can't just say, Oh, I, I want Wolverine to respond how I would want Wolverine to respond yeah. or how I would respond no. where you go. No, 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 no. If you're got White Wolverine, then if you're going to have him say something, you have to stop and say,
0: okay, how would Wolverine yeah, you've, you've got to make some attempt to try to stick to the bones of the character yeah. if you're writing out yeah, a shared I, fictional universe. I,
1: I understand. Yes, writers have you know experiences and and they have their own thoughts, but you also have to look at the character that you're writing. 100. First and foremost, because if especially if it's a character you haven't created, you have to say, well, hang on, what type of character is this? Is would he yeah. say this? You know, would he say that? That's the same like when they used to write um, Walkman and Green Arrow fighting back in the day. That's right. Yeah. They would have Walkman say something. Um, more conservative or, or right-wing,
0: and they would have Green Arrow say something more left-wing or... And you had uh, Denny O'Neill running there? those issues, who was a left-wing, you know, bleeding-heart liberal. Like, he wasn't subscribing to everything that Hawkman said. He was just putting in the mail,
1: you know. But in today's climate, he would be accused of being right-wing because of things that he had... But Hawkman it's craziness.
0: Said. It's crazy. Like, you know, what annoyed me was her uh, her lack of context... Uh, com- not not only lack, complete lack. She was deliberately misreading the material for shock value. That was what yeah. she was doing. She was deliberately oh, doing that.
1: Yeah, but, but her second reason mm, as to why he was point. a racist is because of the Hellfire Club and the fact that they look like plantation...
0: And, homes. again, she misunderstands what is a mind manipulation slash mind rape scene by mastermind of Gene Grey. That's the whole point of the seduction slash my manipulation. The baddie isn't Jean Grey. It's Mastermind, who is now baddie, and, you know, and he's out to cause havoc. And he gets more than he bargained for, but, like, that's the baddie being a baddie. Can I say that?
1: Yeah, but again, of what is so wrong with a bunch of villains looking like plantation owners? I mean, it helps with
0: the look. Well, it was a, per- it- a period piece. She thought she was back in time. That was, yeah, that but, that's, was but that's my
1: point, but it's a good way of giving your characters, like if you want a, if you want a regime to look like the bad guy, you kind of make them look like Nazis, right? You yeah. give them very uh, uh Nazi, yeah. you know, militaristic look, Authority. you go for that gray, yeah. you know, that's why the Empire in Star Wars. Yeah. Wears like the grey uniforms, and they look yeah. very, yeah, you know, they they look fascist. very nasty, very fascist, yeah, yeah, fascist. So oh. yes, it, it's a it's a it's an aesthetic way of even subconsciously just making you go, oh yeah, they're bad guys because yeah. they look like slave owners. They look like, you know, plantation. They dress like plantation with that that garb, and it's just it's not overt. It's more of like a. It's just something in your brain that just makes you go, yeah, they look like bad guys.
0: Le- Lee Williams just doesn't get it, does she at all? Like she's just got no, no idea, like none. And it, it's it's kind of hilarious, frankly, you know? Like, it just makes me realise that you're just dealing with someone who, I think she made these comments before she got on X-Men as well. I don't, I, I, I don't think these comments were made yesterday. They were made prior to her getting the book. I think they were made a couple of years ago, and they resurfaced.
1: I don't know if they were, because apparently she got a lot of pushback from it, and so then she tweeted out a picture of her cleavage to say, oh, sorry, i upset you guys, here's a picture of my boobs. Really? I don't know. I don't know. I, I It sounded to me like it was re- not... Uh, not, what, not what has that got to do with anything, though? Uh,
0: it's just her way, I guess, of being funny. She's just a comedian. Like, whatever. Like, she's a joke uh, for her comments. And, and believe you me, whatever shitty fucking X-Men book she's writing, you know, in, in this current iteration of X-Men, which suck... Um, you know, I just I roll my eyes at that that she's taking shots at Chris Claremont, and I I tweeted her and said, why don't you remove yourself off the books? Because that's the house that he built that you're fucking operating in, and so is every X Men writer ever since Chris Claremont left the title. And and frankly, it's a it's a disgrace what she what she actually put out there and said. She should be ashamed of herself.
1: Now, well, I mean, you know, he's he's the guy that made X Men a household name. Like, totally, you know, totally. And Let's be honest, the original X Men were not. We're well, not household names. They were cancelled. They, they were cancelled. Yeah, yeah, they became a household name when Chris Claremont re
0: hundred percent
1: revamped the book, and they became this, and, this and that's not a that's name. not a
0: controversial view. That's not a hot take. That's the truth. Mm. And, and Marvel sales numbers will tell you that. And he'd be his sales numbers would be annihilating whatever Lee Williams is bringing the equation on fucking X Factor. Um, yeah, it's a joke. Now Gotham Knights had a new trailer. reach. Uh, Misha Collins from Supernatural is playing Harvey Dent. Um, and it's a whole new generation of Batman heroes and villains, Rich. And I believe without Batman, remember, this is where Batman's dead, apparently, which is interesting. I watched the trailer. I, <clears throat> yeah. The only good thing about it is that Chuck's getting some, some money from it because they're using some of his characters. That's the, the I don't know. Thing. I
1: don't, it's really weird because Harvey Dent comes across like a, like a detective in this. Um, and it's just really weird because, I mean, if this is supposed to be like Batman operated for a long time and he has a son, and then I'm like, okay, but then what, there was never any Two-Face?
0: Maybe Two-Face never turned into Two-Face.
1: I'm sure oh, more is. Was, well, then it's a very, yeah, this is a completely alternate
0: uh, timeline, Um, um Elseworlds. Um, uh, show. It's definitely an Elseworlds. Like, it's definitely alternate. alternative. I did read... Yeah, but it- but it's just another twin drama fucking yeah. show that just looks horrendous. Well, I'll probably check it out, though, regardless. Um, now, I did see this, uh, funnily enough, talking about Two-Face. In one of the flashback comics we did this week, there were, in the letters page, they mentioned Two-Face, and apparently back in the past, back in the 60s, he'd been cured and been reformed, and his face was all whole again. But then what they did was they then went and re-figured, re-damaged his face again, and his disease came back. So I was like, you know, because famously, it's the acid, wasn't it? The acid in a, in a courtroom scene that's that, that scarred him? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, it's a mobster uh, through acid. Yeah. Some pretty fucking potent acid too, can I say that? Um, now, I was following this. Now, Bender from the show Futurama, uh, the actor... Um, DiMaggio. I'm not sure what his first name is. Uh, John, I think it's
1: Joe DiMaggio. Joe DiMaggio was John, a ball player. Uh, John, I don't know about this on, guy, but no, it's
0: John John DiMaggio. Yeah, I was going to say Joe DiMaggio was a baseball player. Rich, I knew it was a J. I was trying um, to remember which Joltan name it was Jolton Joe. Now, anyway, so he's saying, um, he's he's revealed he did not receive a pay increase upon returning to the future future armor reboot. People are like, I'm so glad you got more money. DiMaggio said, I didn't get more money, but what I did get was a lot of respect, a lot of head nods from people who were like, yo, bro, I see you, and thank you. He said that Hulu was ready to move with Futurama's revival without him and was planning to use guest stars who would replace Ben's voice each episode. I mean, Rich, I don't understand what this guy's even achieved then with his action, and for me, it just feels like his bluff got called, and he turned up to work anyway. I mean, what's he so proud of? Um, He's done nothing. They,
1: well, no... He technically got his job back,
0: but Rich he 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 wouldn't sign because he was unhappy with the pay. He went public, and then he didn't get more pay, and he signed anyway. That's all he did. He he buckled <laughs> on the the, oh, pay, the, the pay I, request. I thought,
1: I thought that he wasn't that they were <laughs> that they were bringing him back. At- no, he
0: wouldn't sign with it originally because he was unhappy with his pay, and he then went public, and. Okay. There was a, there there was a massive assumption on behalf of the internet who was rallying around this fucking guy who I've never heard of that um he he got paid a lot more money and people I and mean, some people were even bitching and moaning like did you get pay increases for the rest of the cast too like people are never happy and anyway it turns out he didn't get paid more he just buckled and signed up anyway yeah proved that they could do this you know it's very obvious to him that he was replaceable. And, and then he quickly signed on because I guess his career needs this. And I'm just, but people are still praising him. Like I'm like, he achieved nothing. He he literally achieved nothing. His actions achieved nothing. He's lucky to have a job. Um, I don't understand why people are praising him like he achieved something noteworthy. If he'd held his ground, and you know, then you would at least say, well, here's a guy who who fucking showed some balls and didn't sign. But he completely buckled. Like Disney completely fucking. He blinked. You know, am I am I wrong here? Am I crazy, Rich?
1: Well, I mean, if that, yeah, if that if that is the that's it, man. Thing. That's it. Well, unless he did get a pay increase, he's not allowed to say that he got a
0: well, pay increase. Well, yeah, I thank you. I also thought that as well. I mean, there's, I mean, who the fuck knows what this guy got paid? Could um, to say, listen, we're going to do it, but
1: we, you need to sign this confidentiality yeah. thing, and and you have to say that you just got normal pay.
0: Yeah. I know. Well, anyway, I mean, are you going to watch the show, Rich? Because I know some people love Futurama. I mean,
1: uh, no, I, I I enjoyed Futurama for the first couple of years, but I I kind of fell off of it many many years ago, and I've never gotten
0: yeah. back into it. It's but it's been cancelled for ages, hasn't it? Like, it's been absolutely ages since Futurama. I mean, I,
1: it's it's similar to like Family Guy, where it's like a show that keeps getting cancelled and
0: then brought back or something. Or it's right? Like okay. What are those weird shows? Right, okay. But I think it's been cancelled longer than Family Guy, which seems to truck along pretty nicely. Well um, I know it was cancelled
1: once and then it came back and it got cancelled again and obviously now it's coming back a couple of years later. But yeah, it's it's, it's just one of those shows that like seems to get cancelled then come back and then get cancelled and then at some point goes someone goes, Look, let's do that future armor again.
0: Yeah, I assume it's got some sort of a fan base. But anyway, um we'll we'll keep around that. Now I've got one more question about Obi-Wan. When he turned up at the spaceport, was that a clone trooper we saw begging? Because I thought I saw a clone trooper's uniform and this guy was like legless or something and he was begging. Was that a clone yeah, trooper?
1: Yeah, yeah. There was a little cameo for Tamara Morrison.
0: Oh, was it Tamara Morrison? I didn't even realise it was him. Okay, so, right. wow. So the clone trooper, because the clone troopers got jettisoned in the end, didn't they? Uh, the storm troopers, they replaced them with regular humans or something. Isn't that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, well, that's that's interesting. Um, now- I got,
1: I, I, still, I still need to get used to hearing a um, a woman's voice coming out of a, a stormtrooper's helmet.
0: What? Because they didn't used to have women stormtroopers, and now they do. Is that right? Well,
1: yeah, not in the original um, movies and and stuff and all that. Uh. Um, but I mean, it does make sense. But it's just so weird because obviously they look exactly the same. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's like the same armor, and and then just you hear like this woman's voice come out and It just, I, I just need to get used to it because it's just. It, yeah, they it, don't they it, don't have
0: like boob plate armor for them. Which yeah, yeah,
1: or, or or even like maybe look slender or look you know thinner yeah. Or, yeah. or. It's just like it looks like a man. Like, well, know, welcome,
0: like, welcome yeah. to the pussification PCFI version of America. You know, because no, if,
1: I don't I, look. I don't mind that. It's just I just got to get used to it. Well, like, don't just, you remember, you know, dude?
0: I mean, don't you remember? You brought this news to me. In one of the fucking Mandalorian episodes, there was some. You said there was some controversy over someone having boo plate armor. I'll never forget it because I was like, "What? Oh, that? Was, oh, yeah, yeah. If you're talking about the that well, was so fucking. It's sad. a weird
1: thing. There's so many women who like they basically they go, "Oh my god, it's so sexist," but then there's other women who go, <laughs> "You're listening. I've worn shit that yeah. is really uncomfortable. Yeah, that that doesn't allow." Yeah, you know, space yeah. by boobs. So right. I'm like,
0: yeah, you
1: know, I mean, I get, Look, I guess it depends on if you've got bigger boobs or not. If you, but I, I remember that
0: was a, supposedly a controversy, and I was like, this is really where we are now. Um, like we're doing controversy. But I would have thought that they would have done a female version because that would be one more figure to fucking sell. You know, like I, I would have thought that's another model, another toy they can sell. The female Stormtrooper. You know, with... Yeah,
1: but I mean, to be fair, that would mean you'd have to make uh, you'd have to spend money to make a new mold and all that, and you know what? It's just
0: but they do to that, make, man. Like, they, you know, you know how they churn shit out.
1: Yeah, but I mean, stormtroopers it's it's just easier to all have the same frame, and you can just paint them different colors or add at the time and all that sort of stuff. Right. You know, I mean, look, companies are cheap. You know, companies are cheap.
0: Yeah, uh, am I right in saying that the toy market it's completely collapsed, hasn't it? Like, you know, for so long, Star Wars dominated it. Has that has that market just collapsed?
1: um i think it has but i think it's also got to do with maybe also like the quality of 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 toys and stuff mm. and all that you know what i mean um i don't understand the funko pop thing like i've seen people that have like hundreds oh yeah of like funko pops and i just go i don't get it because that is like oh okay i, I take my hat off to the fucking guy who came up with it oh, who yeah. literally just used one mold you know what I mean, and, yeah. and can just pump out all these things and people lap it up and they buy them. And I just go, I would never buy a Funko Pop. I'm sorry. Like, no no offence to anyone out there. I just think Funko Pops. I, is I've like- got
0: a couple that have been... I've, I know I bought one, Deadpool, with like a robe on, a, uh, like a pyjama robe, and it's pretty cool. And I've got... Someone gave me Captain Marvel, actually, um, which I quite <laughs> like. I, I know you hate it, but I don't mind it. So, but, yeah, I wouldn't myself... Outside of that Deadpool, that's the only one I've bought myself, you know? Um... And I just I just I just like the look of it. Oh, you know what? I have a Lobo as well. Um at work I've got a Lobo Funko Pop, which I, I quite like. But I've I bought hardly any. And I agree with you. Like you look, see some people uh, have got hundreds.
1: Star Wars toys um and figures do sell, but it's mainly the Black Series stuff. Yeah. Um uh, that's really the only uh, and obviously like the hot toys and yeah yeah um, I've got that stuff that that's for actual collectors
0: the more high um, end sort of stuff yeah
1: yeah
0: yeah well there's there's hot toys and then there's like the really exp like I've got the cheap ones but there's the really expensive ones as well you know for the for the big earners you know for the whales um for the mm. nick, nick cages out there who are willing to spend like 5 grand on a figure <laughs> well you know like if you're willing to spend 5 grand on a figure you're pretty fucking serious you know Mm. Um, I think it's crazy, but well, you'd people, have to be Well people do it. Um they're nuts. Now Mandalorian director Bryce Dallas Howard returns for season three. Uh she sent to home another episode of it in the upcoming third season on Disney Plus. Um I quite enjoyed season two, but gee, I, I wonder where they're gonna take the story because I don't feel they've got like a lot of story. I, I just feel oh, like you know.
1: I know where I know where the Mandalorian is heading towards. It's gonna. It's heading towards a showdown between uh, Jarin and no, no, and uh, Bo Katan. Bo Katan. Uh, so Bo Katan wants the sword, oh, the, yeah, the dark saber, yeah. because she wants to be the leader of the Mandalorians. Right. Okay. He's got it. So there's definitely going to be some. I think they can kind of, kind of become enemies um, right okay and that was played by to... Katie Sackoff yeah 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 so I think that I think season three will be maybe about uh, him and Bo-Katan's relationship sort of degrading okay and her, well, that sounds her, interesting. Her wanting the light, the
0: the dark saber, so yeah okay well that sounds cool uh, now how about this uh, this was funny the Warner Brothers chairman is getting frustrated by J.J. Abrams' lack of product following his development deal, which he signed back in about 2020, 2019. Uh, there's been very little product from J.J. as he pumps out all his other shit across the fucking world. Um, I'm, I'm, finally, it feels like a, a field president's like, you know what, this J.J. might not be all that. You know, like, where's our shit? You know, like, it's that's, just... That's
1: probably why you shouldn't uh, sign a... a a, a massive deal and Mm. you pay by, you know, what you produce. So Mm. you say, listen, we want you to do this and we'll pay you this much for each product uh, that you produce. But you don't just go like, oh, here's $500 million. We want you to create stuff.
0: Well, he might have had like a first look deal, though. He might have had that kind of a, surely Jojo would have that where it's like whatever he does, they get first look at it or something. Yeah,
1: Yeah. but but they say the lack of product. So that means he hasn't even been, providing anything well he spreads
0: himself very thin like i don't really believe JJ's that talented i really i don't actually think he is you know
1: his company is aptly named them with bad robot
0: look he's prolific he's productive uh he certainly can you know sort of develop stuff but it's all a bit half-assed to me like i I just don't feel his quality controls that good he he spreads himself very thin i'll put it that way you know when i think of a jerry Bruckheimer or a dick wolf on tv they churn out a lot more, I think, relatively good product, whereas I think J.J.'s very hit or miss, like very scattered. Um, mm. I, I, I don't know. I, I think Hollywood bought the hype on J.J. more than the public did in a lot of ways. I think there's a lot of people out there who are pretty tired of J.J. Abrams. You oh,
1: know? I, think, I think the public bought the hype, but only for a short time and then they were like oh i don't think this guy's what we thought he was but it's taken the studios longer to it has to catch on
0: no i totally agree totally agree with you there now big news lim neeson returns as Qui john in star wars tales of the jedi uh this is an animated anthology series set during the fan favorite era rich of the old republic which i assume is before um the clone wars yeah or b- before Revenge of the Sith,
1: yeah. So is he going to be the narrator? I don't know. Well, because well, because Qui-Gon wasn't alive during the Old Republic. Oh, oh, maybe. Really? Oh, you know what? It could be like Qui-Gon is telling Obi-Wan tales of the Jedi. And oh. then, like, then you get like an animated When's the little... Old
0: Republic? So that's back in the day. Day is it before? Oh, the old, old Republic is like
1: a thousand
0: years. Oh, prior, like Knights of the Old before. Republic, that kind of time period. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's
0: yeah. Oh, see, I thought that it, it just meant pre Empire. Like...
1: Well, I don't know if it, no. Well, I mean, everything's pre Empire that happened before that. But if it's the Old Republic, then I would assume that it's him, um... maybe just telling Obi Wan a story uh... of the old Jedi. Or maybe when they mean the Old Republic, maybe they mean the Republic before the Empire as in... The, the,
0: I see. Anyway, the are you looking forward to it, Rich? The animated I am? Um, I haven't seen
1: anything about it, so um, mm. I, I'm, I would love to see more Qui-Gon and um, I'd love to hear uh, uh, Liam Neeson's voice yeah. uh, telling yeah. tales. And, and you know what? If it is a anthology thing set in the Old Republic... Um, it's got my curiosity peaked.
0: but, again, it's Disney, so... Yeah, I knew that was going to come. You were going to drop the hammer at some point then, Rich. You know, they they do have a bad track. Do you like Rebels and Clone Wars and all that stuff?
1: Um, bad Batch. I, like, I like Clone Wars. Um, bad Batch is all right. Um, uh, Rebels... My problem with Rebels and Bad Batch is... And and this was the, the problem with Clone Wars for... A good chunk of it. I hate the annoying um, kid character in these shows. Like, uh, to me, I'm sorry. Like, Ahsoka in the first few seasons was so annoying. Yeah. Ezra was is so annoying. In no, I, I hate.
0: I hate it too. Yeah, I hate um, it. Too.
1: Omega in uh, Omega, Omega, whatever, is so annoying in Bad Batch. I'm just, I am just so sick of them. Yeah, including these annoying kid characters in all of these. Yeah. Um, I hear these you. animated shows, unfortunately. I get it. I get it. They're like, oh, it's for the, you know, it's the Robin. It's it's for the kids to latch on to and sure. and see themselves and all that. But I'm just like, okay, cool, but maybe don't make them so annoying. Like, you can have the kid character Please. just don't have them be so annoying.
0: Yeah, but they're like, we need to have them annoying. <laughs> That's the only yeah, like, way they fucking pop out, you know? Like They
1: whine and they throw tantrums. And look, if, I mean, maybe use that sparingly, but I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's quite annoying.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I do tend to agree with you on that point. They've, they, they they always have to have the kid character, though, because it's for kids. I'll always remind you of that. It's for kids. We're trying to capture the kids. We we know. We get it. Um, speaking,
1: speaking of Disney, did you watch the Willow
0: trailer? No.
1: I heard I, it was I, any good. Uh, it looked pretty mediocre to me, unfortunately.
0: But frankly, I thought the fucking movie, the original movie was mediocre, too. I never, I never liked it. I, uh, the original movie was fun. I didn't like it. I always thought it sucked. Actually, yeah, fair enough. Uh, it's, it, did I see Warwick Davis is in it um, again?
1: Yeah. Well, Val Kilmer won't be in it, sadly. So,
0: well, Val Kilmer can't talk anymore. You know. No, no, that's, that's what I'm saying. He won't, he, he won't be in it. But uh, it didn't look very good. No, but that doesn't surprise me at all. Um, I would have been surprised if it did look good, frankly. You know, that would, mm. that would have been. Oh, sorry. Hold on. Drop
1: in the mic. This isn't a drop the mic moment.
0: sorry hold on can you hear me i can hear you yeah i can, yeah there we go i can hear myself now yeah sorry, sorry for that that was it that was my own my I, I i literally dropped my phone and fucked up my mic i did about three things wrong all in one all in one move it was it was almost impressive it was almost jedi like no what done. i did no there was a complete failure um yeah, and like yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I I did not like Willow. I've never understood why people liked. It. I thought it was really kiddie and fucking lame. I, I tell you what, I preferred the Princess Bride. Uh, that's a good movie. You know? Oh no,
1: hands down, um, Princess Bride is one of the one of the best movies yeah. slash books like ever made. But I, I I enjoyed Willow. I thought Val Kilmer was fantastic in Willow.
0: Yeah, I don't know, I just never really dug it. Um, Now, my God, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson really is starting to pump up the hype for Black Adam. I mean, i tell you what, if this movie doesn't do well, it won't be the fault of The Rock, who has done everything he can to hype Black Adam, it feels like, for years, for fucking five years. The premiere is coming, or sorry, the trailer is coming on June 8th, He marked his oncoming arrival with a photo celebrating one of the film's most important scenes, the moment when Teth Adam earns his throne. And he says, For the millions of you who know the Black Adam mythology, and I question if there are millions who do know that, you understand the meaning and power of this throne. I made a promise to myself that I wouldn't sit on it until we shot the actual scene where Black Adam has earned the right to take his sacred place on high. His throne is a big deal. I mean, what do you say to The Rock? I mean, he's so high on this Black Adam. Is Black Adam really that good? I mean, I've—I mean, he's okay. The only,
1: thing, the only thing I can say to The Rock is—is uh, is what?
0: Is uh, <laughs> you're not feeling it?
1: That's, uh, he's so
0: tiring. The way he carries on with his Black Adam, seriously. He <laughs> he 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 really fucking wants this, man. Like he's hyped <laughs> this.
1: This is coming from someone who is a Black Adam fan and, and a, 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 Cap- a Captain Marvel slash Shazam fan. So right. even I'm just going, ugh, with this fucking, the way he's carrying on.
0: There's Yeah, he's, it's just like, it feels like for The Rock, it's just 24 7 Black Adam. He just loves Black Adam that much. And I don't know, he's in a lot of movies, man. The Rock, it's not like he needs this movie that bad, but he, he just, I don't know what it is, man. There's just something about this, this Black Adam for The Rock. It just, it's just, he, he's going next level, is all I can say. You're like he's really hyping the fucking shit out of this Black Adam stuff.
1: Well, I'll put it this way: I think he wants the Black Adam to sort of be his uh, Iron Man or, sure, you know, Captain America or whatever. Like he sure. wants this to be like. He's probably hoping that they'll build the DC uh, EU around,
0: <laughs> around Black Adam.
1: He, his movies, yeah.
0: But do you really think there's any fucking chance of that at all? I don't. Ah. Um,
1: I mean, who knows? I mean, the state of the D.C.U. at the moment is pretty... Poor,
0: yeah. Uh,
1: pretty poor. And, I mean, let's be honest, I mean, okay. as much as I, I don't get it, like, uh, The Rock is like... Dwayne Johnson is like one of the oh, biggest yeah. Yeah. names in, in Hollywood. So, I mean, maybe he feels that he can get the character more over than Superman or something yeah. like that. Yeah. I don't know.
0: Well, no, yeah. T- taking on sort of like my brain for a second and forgetting about heart like there's potential. like what i'm saying is there's there is potential there i mean and the rock is the right guy to try to put it over i think it's good casting i just i'm just sort of like they better have cooked up a story because I'm not i mean I've read a bit of black Adam it's not like it's overflowing with genius stories like it's a little bit of black Adam goes a long way normally as far as do I'm you, concerned. i do you
1: wish that they would have like put a wig on him or something like really you know well just to make him look more like um black adam you know black adam has got that oh. that widow's peak oh that's true of, he does he yeah he does. and i mean he, he did it they, they they did give him like the the wig and all that when he played hercules so i mean it's not like they made hercules bald because the rock's bald I, I you know i mean this is movie magic you can give you can give a bald guy hair i mean fucking hell sean connery had hair in most of his movies and he was bald so yeah
0: but sean connery wasn't famous for being bald whereas the rock it's part of his look you know, the rock doesn't yes. need hair. The rock doesn't need hair, kind of. Thing, I, you know?
1: if you're playing Black Adam, I, 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 would like you to, you know, have the fake hair. I'm
0: just that's just me. I'm sorry. Well, they're not. They're not doing this one for you, Rich. They're not. They're not catering to you on this one. <laughs> they're doing their own thing, man. You know, I don't know. I look. I'll be. I will be interested to see how this movie does because if it's really good, it, it could really blow up. Um, but I don't know. I just i just I just question it and and I he he is obsessed with it though, like the amount of stuff I have read over the years for fucking um Black Adam and, and the rock just endlessly hyping this movie like he really pumped this movie up more than anyone pumps movies up, like you don't normally see stars talking about movies they're in five years before. the closest I can think of is Ryan Reynolds with Deadpool, you know.
1: But to be fair, this movie wasn't supposed to take five years to make, though.
0: So no, well, what movie is rich? You know, really, at the end of the day, like, what movie should take that long? You know, like it's it's crazy how long the fucking thing's taken as well. That's another thing. Well, oh,
1: I mean, there there were the delays, and then it was also the COVID. You know, two years of the COVID and stuff and all that. So you oh. know, it 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 hasn't helped. So yes, I mean, he has been hyping it for a while, but I mean, he's oh. pretty much had to and because I'm sure he wants to keep, like, the interest and the hype um, mm. going for a movie that sort of kind of got delayed for, like, five years. So, Yeah.
0: Got a question for you, Rich. Um, Mara Jade. Uh, now, I know she's in Mara Jade, the Emperor's Hand, and the Legends. What other Star Wars stuff is she in, like, in terms of comics? Is it Shadow of the Empire that she's in, or, or what?
1: Uh, okay, so Mara Jade is predominantly in the novels. Um, Ah, right, okay. There is one old uh, PC game Mm
2: -hmm. uh,
1: that she's in. Right. I think it could be Dark Force.
0: Is she she during the Empire or just after the Empire? No, no, no,
1: she's she's during the Empire. Oh,
0: okay, Um, right, okay.
1: So she was uh, basically the... um, The Emperor's Hand. the, The Emperor's Assassin.
0: Gotcha, okay so
1: and and he, and he picked her because she did have um you know she she had like uh she was strong with the force, but mm-hmm. he didn't really like train her, yeah, in the force, just enough to sort of like make her efficient um at killing people, but not like oh I'm force pushing people and right force jumping just enough for her to sort of maybe use that sort of like feeling you know and and just make her a slightly better fighter, but um she wasn't like. She wasn't like the Inquisitors and shit running around oh, yeah. with like a, a lightsaber or anything like that. Okay.
0: All right. You know, just just a question because I'm often looking to see what good comics are and stuff. But there is a comic called The Emperor's Hand.
1: Um, Again, that the comic is based on the novel.
0: Ah. Uh, oh, oh, right. I see. There's an original novel. I got you. Right. I see.
1: Yeah. So that's why I said she's predominantly in the novels. Uh, she starts off as. Someone wanted to kill Luke. Uh-huh. Um, then after the fall of the Empire, she kind of goes on to be like a smuggler and uh, like a bit of a pirate and stuff and all that. Right. And then um, eventually, uh, her and and sort of Luke kind of you know uh, ha- ha- have a relationship. You know, uh-huh. it's one of those like okay. uh, bad girl, good guy relationships. And then basically, she becomes you know he trains her. She becomes a Jedi. They marry. And, oh. and then they have a kid, Ben Skywalker.
0: Really? Mm. Oh okay. so she becomes like his wife. Yeah. oh, I didn't realize that. okay, right. I knew that they had some sort of relation. I didn't realize it went that far. okay. All right, um now uh, Warner Brothers is apparently too deep in the flash to even consider recasting Ezra Miller. Well, fucking no kidding because the movie's been yeah. shot and finished and he's the flash. Yeah. like Jesus.
1: it's in the can.
0: Like, uh, you know, sometimes you just look at these articles and it's like, no shit. Like,
1: although, although you could actually, in a sense, recast him for the future because what you could do is, whatever the ending of the movie is, you can kind of reshoot the ending but then bring in a new actor. Like, after,
0: yeah, you could do that. What,
1: what, whatever, you know, flashpoint effect is supposed to happen.
0: Yeah.
1: When it all, like, it gets repaired or, or, you know, he fixes it, Mm. you can then come back and then he's a completely different. Actor, so you technically could recast him for the future. Oh, and I think you, they will. They maybe reshot the end of the movie, but they can't recast him for the movie. No, that that would that would cost so much money.
0: Yeah, no, it, yeah. I mean, it's, it's is it technically possible with technology? Yes, but are they going to do it? No, fuck no.
1: But I think this might be a movie that gets uh, rushed to um, streaming. <laughs>
0: oh my god, like, it's just like, get it out, like, finally, please, I mean, I'm sick of, I'm sick of hearing about it, like, I'm sick of doing stories about it, I'm sick of the whole thing. Um, now, I had a big Conan thing here, Rich, uh, this is about, we all know the original Conan the Barbarian movie, Oliver Stone uh, had a writing credit and wrote the original screenplay, uh, the director came on, uh, had very different ideas, um, but, I want to talk about briefly some of Stone's uh, preparations. This is pre-Platoon. The rough draft of the Platoon screenplay was going around Hollywood at the time. He was very highly regarded, but it wasn't Oliver Stone of Platoon of Natural Born Killers, Wall Street. All that stuff was in his future. Um, So he was still a screenwriter for hire at at this point. Now... His preparations were meticulous. He immersed himself in Robert E. Howard's writing, reading every book, short story, or, co- or Conan comic he could get his hands on. He viewed Conan as a kind of postmodern Tarzan, less noble but more mischievous, which I think is reasonably accurate. Um, he immediately identified something in the author's writing that had his brain crackling with wild ideas. The quote is He, Howard, had a great gift for this perverted mythos of darkness and death, raging in Mag Wagnerian mentality. He later recalled noting the way the author conferred a science fictional quality in his work that opened up a realm of world-building possibilities. In the world of Howard, there is no more barrier between the past and the future. That inspired the most striking difference between Stone's script and the one Milos shot, John Milos, with the former Stone opting to set his movie in a post-apocalyptic earth that's been so ravaged by the effects of nuclear war that it's become, it's, come, it's come to resemble something from medieval times. I made the same kind of outward journeys and returns, suggesting thus that all the spectators saw could very well occur in the future. Stone saw Conan not as a medieval fantasy, but rather as a post-apocalyptic tale for the ages. Um, His enthusiasm was not limited to the source material either. Um, By then, uh, Schwarzenegger had been signed up to star as the hero, and the writer was rather smitten. Taking several of Stone's... uh, Oh, Sorry, Howard's as inspiration. Stone pushed his imagination to the very limits, infusing his script with his own burgeoning fascination for cloning and DNA. Another reason behind his desire to set the film in a futuristic nuclear wasteland, which would serve as a breeding ground for many of Kona's deformed and terrifying adversaries. The result was a reported four-hour epic that shared many similarities with the finished film, yet regularly went on chaotic but vividly realised tangents. During a final epic battle, Kona would decap- decapitate False or Doom, only for the tentacled serpent god of Set to rise from the group and scoop up the defeated sorcerer's head. Stone script depicted scenes of all-out war involving anything up to 500 mutants, described in vivid detail in his most recent biography as a medieval Armageddon. And get this, Rich—I always thought there should have been 12 movies. Arnold should come back every year or two years like James Bond and done one. Unfortunately, and perhaps unsurprisingly, uh, the studio balked at his vision for the film. At the time, big budget films were being made for around $8 million. That's crazy, Rich, when you think about it now. Um, they'll spend 200 $300 million on a film now. This film that uh, Stone was pitching would have cost around $40 million, um, blah, 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 with all this other stuff. So John Milos came and dismantled the script in favour of a stripped-back barbarian story. Describing Stone's first draft as a drug fever dream of a film. Um, and yeah, he took what he wanted from my script, characters, and sets, and made it into a strange hybrid of a spaghetti western with a sword and sandal saga using techniques for his set cost cutting days, which did work. I mean, the kind of a burial movie was a hit and worked and put Conan back on the map. So John Milos did a good job there. But what do you make of this crazy Oliver Stone script, Rich?
1: It sounds interesting and stupid at the same time.
0: <laughs> I mean, it does sound awesome to have Conan roaming in a post-apocalyptic wasteland. I, I love that, I, that idea. Uh, I mean, I, I, like, I
1: like the idea of, like, the mutants and all this sort of stuff, but uh, uh, I'm not a fan of of, of a post-apocalyptic... Uh,
0: um,
1: it's just no not, what the, not what the character is, man.
0: You could put Conan in there. Like, Conan could be... In, Conan could operate perfectly well in a post-apocalyptic, like, Mad Max setting. Conan would be fine. You know, he's that I kind like,
1: of character. I, I like where he is.
0: I like where he is too, but I just like the idea. Of the, there's a lot of crazy shit going on in that. I'd love to see an animated movie of Oliver Stone's script for Conan. Um, yeah, there's uh, this is funny, Rich. Um, you know, Morbius, a supercut allows Marvel fans to, to save time and watch the nearly two-hour film in mere seconds. <laughs> Someone's cut Morbius down to a few seconds, which actually I think you could do. Um, you could do that for a lot of movies, though, to be fair. You could. You could. Poor old Morbius is just the latest in the, in the. Uh, you know. Category. I think,
1: I, honestly, can I just say, I think, I mean, I'm not saying it's a good movie, but I, I think people just hate Jared Leto.
0: <laughs> he is disliked. Uh, for sure he's disliked. I mean, he's has he, none, got... none, none of the
1: movies he's even seen to do uh, well lately. Um,
0: eh, yeah, I, mean, I mean, it's been a long time since he's had a hit. You know. People
1: hate his Morbius, they hate his Joker. I know a lot of people didn't really like him in the Blade Runner uh what was it, twenty forty nine? Um, he's not that uh, much
0: though. He does not like he's got role rolling that
1: No, but I'm just saying people don't seem to like the dude, so it's just weird that he keeps getting um
0: these Yeah, roles. well, maybe he should have like not been such a prick. You know, which is what he has been for fucking years doing shit like on the Suicide Squad script when he stays in. A lot of people don't like that he's supposedly so method he stays in. Like, they hear that he went to the bathroom on his crutches and they had to get him a wheelchair. Like, it's like, really, really, Jared Leto? You have to... You're so in character, you have to go to the bathroom on crutches despite the fact you can work, walk perfectly fine. You know, I think that that's part of it. I think, I think people just roll in their eyes a bit as well at Jared Leto, that he's a bit of a joke. And certainly, I am.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, that stuff doesn't really paint him in a good light. It kind of
0: it yeah, just it makes make him a be... clown. You know, it just makes yeah. it, it just makes you think he's a clown. He's just a clown. That's all he is. Like he's not that good an actor. He's not doing anything in acting that many other actors can do just as well without these kind of ridiculous antics. You know, like it's that's yeah. that's, yeah, that's yeah, that, You know, that's 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 a big part of it to me. I just think he's a bit of a clown. Um, there was, um, I, I I almost, the, the new Predator prequels coming, Rich, Prey, I think it's coming in August on Hulu, I can't fucking wait, we're going to do episode by episode reviews with Ray on another podcast that I'm going on, but you and I are going to go deep into it, Rich, so get ready for Predator Prey, Rich, that's going
1: to be- Yeah, I I saw the teaser. What was the teaser like? I've seen fan animation, that's far better.
0: Is it animated?
1: Oh, sorry, um, like fan films. Oh, okay, right. I've seen, I've seen fan films much better than that teaser trailer. Well, well,
0: I haven't seen it, so describe it. What happens? It's Indians, yeah. Native Americans, yeah?
1: Yeah, it just looks really cheap. looks very low budget.
0: But how, you don't need a big budget for a Predator thing. Like just a guy in a Predator suit running around with Native Americans shooting bows and arrows at him.
1: You know? Yeah, well, it looks cheaper than that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: There's some speculation that that Predator in this show is the same Predator in the Arnie movie. Um Six. There's some speculation on that topic. Well, that
1: means you can't die in this one, hey? Which means the Indians lose.
0: Oh dear! It was funny when we were watching Obi One. Uh, Michelle goes, "Oh, there's really no drama um, because you know what's going to happen." I said, "Jesus Christ, don't turn into Richard, please!" Oh, so I was like, "Oh, honestly, like, really, like, do I have to have?" <laughs> I was like, oh, "I'm just, I, I'm
1: just saying, if you if you say it's the same predator, then you know that they don't like that." Yeah. He he survives, so. but but
0: uh, like does he need to be the same predator? He doesn't need to be. I mean, it's just a, no. It's that's pathetic. that's stupid. It's pathetic. It really to me, it's just it's it, it makes my fucking eyes roll when I hear that. You know, really, honestly, um, yeah. So we'll see what happens, Ben. Um, but you know, the jury's out as always. Uh, Warner Brothers changes Batgirl's Gotham Knights biography following criticism the studio consulted with able gamers to avoid repeating a common trope. Supposedly, in the original thing, they just said that she'd rehabbed herself back from not being able to walk to walking, and uh, some gaming groups were saying that that's the trope, is that you know disabled people can just magically start walking again, um, you know, through hard work. And so,
1: so are they going to change Batman's? Um... I don't know. By, by well, a bio as well, because he didn't the he yoga teacher, didn't, the yoga didn't teacher. he
0: train himself to not be uh, paralyzed? He, he had the yoga teacher. Rich, <laughs> if you go back to the source, I believe the yoga teacher did a back. Well, then, oh, you know what? Then
1: you know what? All you, all you, 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 gamer guys, just get a yoga teacher and stop being paralyzed.
0: I believe there was some sort of a laying on hands, and there was like a special chiropractic move she applied, and um, and then suddenly back. Oh, was it's, okay. It's, Fucking
1: comic books,
0: man! Yeah, Jesus I know. It's, no one, no down. one who
1: reads comics about a character who is paralysed <laughs> and like whatever goes. Oh my God! Oh, paralysed people just need to stand up and stop being paralysed. They did it in a comic book. Like, come on, man! Like, yeah, who I fucking agree.
0: thinks that way? Seriously, I agree. Completely agree. It's it's bullshit, man. It's people searching for a um for a headline, basically, you know, people searching for a reason to be offended, basically. They're digging pretty fucking deep. I love the way I, Warner I, Brothers had to change their shit just to please them.
1: But, I mean, I will say this. I do agree in a sense that I don't think she should have ever got out the wheelchair. Yeah. I, I I, think that yeah. you you advanced the character to Oracle. Yeah, and yeah, she was awesome. Oracle, by herself, became her own Character yeah. that actually great. Great. Em- em- embedded herself more into the DC world. Great, as Batgirl, she's more just part of the Batman world. But as Oracle, she was part of the whole DC universe, like so many and heroes. And she was
0: massive, like e- even in the Bat books. I mean, she was fucking in it more than Batgirl was ever in it, and she was great. You know, yeah, and she
1: had the uh, and she formed the Birds of Prey, and yep, you know, and like I'm just sorry, like I I I I, I don't agree with them saying, oh God, you you you're you giving you know <laughs> paralyzed people or, or, or handicapped people a bad name because a comic book character. but i do i my personal opinion is i think they should
0: have kept her as oracle oh so. i totally agree. was that new 52 was that what they did it yep 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 right so thank you Dan and in new 52 it. it was
1: actually experimental surgery <clears throat>
0: Yeah, and- yeah, no, I know. There was there was some, she's got like some sort of implants or something in it. Yeah, it? Like, it wasn't
1: yeah. just like, oh, I decided to exercise and then I could walk again.
0: No, no, I know. Well, they, I believe they copped some criticism for that uh, at the time. Um, I think it was a very controversial moment for DC when they actually did put Batgirl, uh, sorry, um, what, what's her name, Barbara Gordon back in. On a feat, so to speak, and um, I believe there was some quite some controversy at the time when that did happen. Um,
1: Again, it's because you didn't reboot the world. Like, the New 52 was a, a stupid, weird soft boot um. where it was a reboot for some characters, but then other characters, they kind of continued where they were. and. Yeah. You know, and as I said, I, she should have stayed as Oracle. It was so no, much agree. interesting. Yeah, I think I think Oracle it. was
0: a great character, and it's not like there aren't a ton of other Batgirls and other fucking you know they, they've got Cassandra Kane, they've got Stephanie Brown, they've got replacements for that character. They didn't need Barbara Gordon. You know what I mean? People had filled that slot, and she was doing great as Oracle. So it was weird. It was like, well, you, why are you cluttering up the Batgirls and taking away Oracle? It made no sense. Oh, I mean, it's the same. I mean, I don't know.
1: There's there's all these wrong decisions. Like she should have never been Oracle. Barry Allen shouldn't have come back as the Flash. Like it's a lot of weird decisions. But, I mean, but there's Barry right Allen came long back before. prior to
0: New Fifty Two in Rebirth. No, I know,
1: but like the the problem is is you already had Wally as the Flash. Sure. You had established Wally yeah. as the Flash for decades. Yeah, there was no need to bring back Barry Allen. I agree. Like, I agree. It was so
0: unnecessary. That was your boy Jeff Johnson.
1: No, I know, but I mean, I believe, but he was tasked with that, but I don't right. know if it was like his idea to do that. I, yeah. don't
0: be could be. To get, I don't know. It'd be interesting if we could get Jeff Johns on the signal, wouldn't it? Oh, I'd love to get him on. Like, it'd be fucking great. Like, you know what? I should actually try. Because, you know, what's the worst you're going to get? No. You know, like, honestly, yeah. like, oh, of you know, like, really. And, you know, in fairness to him, like, The guy's busy. I mean, I I love a lot of Jeff Johns comics. I mean, I genuinely, he's one of those guys, he's like Chuck Dixon. So many of his comics I have read and just enjoyed. You know what I mean? I don't sit there thinking about them for days afterwards. I just find them really enjoyable. There's a lot of them. The the guy's got a high-quality threshold. He'd be great to have on,
1: you know? For God's sakes, he, he, he elevated. He's the only person I know of who managed to elevate Green Lantern into, like, a top ten book.
0: Oh, he definitely did that, yeah, for sure. You
1: know, he took Green Lantern, which had, which has always been a long-running character, but it always cancelled, reboots, you know, yeah. and he put that line, he made that line so popular, he put it in the top ten that they actually created more spin-offs.
0: They did, no, yeah. No, Green Lantern to Jeff Johns was, uh, you know, an amazing effort, really. It was an amazing, and it wasn't like he, it wasn't like one of those situations where you did one miniseries. He stayed on that title for a long time.
1: Ten years, I think he was. Yeah, man. so he
0: he he really. No, you're you're a hundred percent right there, Rich. He he really put the time in uh, on that on that title, and yeah, I mean, you know, maybe he's very hard to get. Though I, I think he's super busy. I think I don't think he does a lot of press. Uh, like he doesn't even do like major podcasts like Word Balloon very often, like once mm. in a decade. So I, I don't actually mm. think he's that available. But, you know, this is funny. Um, We obviously had the Johnny Depp Amber Heard thing this week. Johnny Depp, did you see the funny meme where it says Johnny Depp will always be remembered as the first band to ever win an argument with a woman? (laughs) There was bitches. I haven't
1: haven't really been following it. Oh well, he
0: he got a win. So anyway, there was a petition for Bruce Campbell to replace Amber Heard in Aquaman two, and it apparently it reached over three million signatures. And he responded with "Send me a script." (laughs) (laughs) So that's pretty funny. That's funny. Yeah, he's he's playing the game. I like it. Um, Apparently, in the the Dread uh, movie with um, Carl Urban. The original script had the Dark Judges, Rich, before they had to retool it because it was obviously too high budget. But the original had the Dark Judges, which would have been damn cool, you know. Mm. I, I man, I still hope they do a sequel at some point, or do or do the um, or do the uh, TV series, do something. Play, I, I'd love a TV series of Judge Dread. I think it'd be fucking awesome. I think it would be better than movies actually to have a TV series of Dread. Um,
1: Yeah, I mean, I I really, I did enjoy that Dread movie, but I did feel it was a little bit too low budget, though.
0: Oh, yeah, I know, I know. Me too, me too, man. I wanted more. Um, Because, I mean, it's it's filmed
1: in South Africa, and it just looked like South Africa to me.
0: Well, basically, it was inside the block, remember?
1: No, but I'm just saying, like, it literally just looked like Joburg to me. Like, it just...
0: Yeah. It just didn't look like a futurist. Joburg sucks if that's what it looks like. Fuck. Yeah, pretty much does. It's like a fucking trash dump. Um, sorry to the South African listeners and NS- South no. African co <laughs> Um No,
1: I, I agree with you, so okay.
0: you know, I'm not offended. <laughs> they might need a few judges over there, Rich. You know oh, like, for sure. They might need sure. a bit. They might need a bit of dread, cracking skulls to bring a bit of order back to chaos over there. Uh, I don't even know if this is news. Samuel Jackson wants Mace Windu back. It feels like he's constantly talking about this. Like Sam Jackson loves Mace Windu like Black, uh, like Rock likes Black Adam. Uh, you know, there's a he loves Mace Windu. I like Mace mm. Windu too, but he's always saying he doesn't think he's dead, I'm like, he looked like he was getting. He'd thrown out of a um, but
1: that's well. But that's the thing with Star Wars, though. Like, yeah, the um, uh, characters tend to come back. I mean, Boba Fett came back after being swallowed by a yes, philac, so, he did,
0: you know. he did. But that was in the continuity beforehand. Oh, I would like to see Mace Windu. No, but after. my
1: point is, he came back. Like, yeah, um, and you know, Disney, Jesus Christ, they love to mm. completely retcon shit. So fuck it. Here's a it.
0: question. Okay, so he got knocked. I forget the ins and answer, but like he got blasted. He didn't just get thrown out of the thing, didn't he? Get force lightning as well.
1: He got his arm chopped off, <laughs> and then he got hit with like a thousand fucking amps of
0: yeah, the force lightning.
1: Yeah, like well, millions. I don't know how many fucking amps. And of then he is.
0: sort of gets tossed off through the force, doesn't he? Doesn't after
1: he's been hit with lightning for yeah. a good fucking. 10, 15 seconds, yeah.
0: Yes, so, okay, but, like, let's just play a game of pretend. So the Force Lightning goes away, he's falling, he's charred. With his Force powers, could he not, like, almost levitate or cushion the fall?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it would be like when um, uh, Anakin and Obi-Wan are in the speeders Mm. in the second movie, and he's, like, jumping um, in the air from speeder to speeder uh, on top of the bounty hunters. Right. Um, so yeah you can use the force to slow your fall
0: okay uh, well maybe you did that um you know he's got a chopped off arm so it'd be cool he could have a um, you know a robotic arm and he, he'd also have a relaxer grind he'd be he'd be good actually basically basically it would be good I'm surprised they haven't done it already um this was interesting Diablo Immortal won't be released in Belgium or in the Netherlands because of loot boxes I hate loot boxes um, both countries have laws against randomized loot boxes in games have you heard about this rich I have heard
1: about that. I um I don't have an issue with loot boxes if it's just cosmetics, though, and it doesn't really affect the game. Like, uh, have you ever played Overwatch?
0: I have not, but I know you love it. Okay.
1: So, uh, well, I used to love it. I, I played that massively. I played it um, even competitively. But um, really? uh, it's – um, I don't have an issue if, like, just by playing the game, mm. you get loot boxes and you open it up, and it's just, like, like spray tags or – different colored costume, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, costumes, because it doesn't, you know, uh, it doesn't affect the game. Where I have an issue with loot boxes is if um, it's tied to actually like making your character more powerful or right. gives them an advantage, then I'm very much against uh, loot boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't have an issue with loot boxes if it's just like, oh, hey, here's, a, here's an extra reward if you keep playing the game. Now, yes, of course, they're going to go like, oh, but if you want to, you can buy them. But mm. because you don't get an edge in the game, why on earth would you buy it? Like, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah, never, yeah. It's like a I never bought. A, yeah, like I never bought a single... I got a ton of loot boxes just from playing the game, right? Mm. Because when you first start playing the game, every time you level, mm. um, your online level, they basically give you uh, loot boxes, right? Mm-hmm. Now, when you first start playing the game, because you start at such a low level, you get loot boxes quite regularly. So you get quite a good chunk of... Uh, alternate gears and spray mm. tags and, and, and icons and all that sort of shit. But mm. just by playing the game as much as I was doing, I was getting loot boxes all the time, and I never spent a single cent on it. So I don't have an issue with loot boxes in that aspect. But loot boxes like, say, um, Call of Duty or uh, Battlefront and all that sort of stuff where there's, like, weapon gra- uh, up, uh, mods and uh, and, and uh, upgrade stuff to your weapons or a, an, an even better weapon, mm. that I have an issue with because that affects gameplay. Like, oh, my skin, yeah. my costume, my color of my costume doesn't affect the gameplay. Every character is even.
2: Mm. It's
1: your skill of playing the character. But games where they're like, oh, no, you can't get these upgrades unless you get a loot box within it. Mm. That encourages people to spend money because they're like, I need to get that upgrade and, you know, it's, uh, I'm getting smashed out. Well, there what would you say? Encourage- like, like
0: uh, let me play devil's advocate here. Like, mm-hmm. encourage them to spend money. That's the whole point of the fucking product. Like that's the whole point of it. Like for the company, yes. But what?
1: But my point is, if we say Overwatch, if you want to spend money on those loot boxes that do not affect the game in any way, that's your choice. Yeah. Uh, As I said, I didn't spend any money on it because it didn't benefit. Like it didn't get me anything. Yeah. There was no advantage to buying the loot box. Mm. So I just played the game and just uh, naturally accrued the loot boxes just by playing the game.
2: Mm.
1: Where I have an issue is. Yes, if they say, oh, no, you can only get these upgrades for your weapon, for your armor, for whatever, in these loot boxes, mm. then I have an issue with them. Because sure. then what you're saying is you you want these loot boxes. You want to buy these because you want to get it quicker. You don't want to just keep grinding because you may never get that weapon you want. I believe
0: or- the Star Wars game, is it called Battlefront? yeah that was a terrible
1: that's that's what fucking
0: i loved those games i was addicted to them but i i never spent any money i i was hopeless at them but i believe that you could buy yourself like a lot of shit
1: yeah but the problem is is though loot boxes had cards and stuff that you needed to improve your character to make your character so you have to buy them is that right well, you could earn them, but you earn them at such a slow rate right. that a lot of people would go. Oh, I'm just going to buy fifty of these loot boxes, and hopefully, I'll get the
0: cards. that but I But how buy. different is that? that? Okay, I, I, that I, I have an issue with. That I have no, an issue with. That it, I do like, not. Well, do you have an issue with just capitalism? Because that's what it is. That's all it is. No, it's capitalism no, no, no. and that.
1: No, 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 no. Hang on a second. I have an issue with that because the loot boxes are randomised and. Right the The rate for you probably getting that weapon or that. Card yeah, but, but that you what you I'm saying is capitalism. 100%. If you've
0: got money, you have an advantage. That's it. That's what it is. It's that. It's that. It's that. Taking that into a game. So if you've got um, cash to spend, you can buy yourself a better character. That's no, I
1: I disagree because if everyone is buying the game, then everyone has purchased the game, and it shouldn't be. If you're playing a game of skill, mm. it shouldn't come down to who's got more money to spend I, on. I loop-ups. I understand
0: your argument, and I and I tend to agree with you but like you're arguing against the very fabric of our sort of economy the whole thing is no. based on this you
1: know no again i'm not again i just said you can have loot boxes like you can have a loot box that makes luke skywalker's black outfit pink sure i don't you can have loot boxes and if someone wants to spend money on That'd those loot sure. boxes to try and get the pink outfit fucking go ahead spend your money yeah but you're saying
0: if if you got a lightsaber that was three times better than everyone else's yes that
1: i have an issue with you should be able to either earn that game by either killing this many people or getting player of the map you know i don't mind rewards that are skill based because then it encourages you to play better learn the game whatever i do not like a randomized thing of oh you got this really awesome weapon now you can just go and slaughter everyone even though you're not that good at the game Mm.
0: (laughs) I hear you, man. I, I just, unfortunately, I think it's a necessary, not even necessary, it's inevitable of what they're doing. This is just the way they make more money off their games. They, you know, they because if you say to me, okay, if you spend 50 bucks, you you can get Luke Skywalker's r- rainbow-coloured um, lightsaber. And I'm like, is there any advantage to that? No, it just looks cool. I'm like, well, fuck that. No. But the second they start saying, I mean, there'll be some diehards will do it. But the second they start saying, "Oh, you get a plus two lightsaber if you spend, you know, fifteen bucks," that's suddenly they're incentivizing people to actually do it because it's a competition. So yeah, but but you know,
1: that's like again, that's like selling enhancement drugs. Like that's just to me. It's but that's not... what they're doing,
0: man. That's what I'm saying. That's what they, no, their corporates I'm... just milking you. So that's what they're doing. Yeah,
1: but that but again, uh, <laughs> okay, when it comes to loot boxes, you're looking for whales, right? now here's the problem the whales yes you're going to make money off them but your game's going to die because everyone's going to go well i can't compete with the whales and i'm never going to get away because i'm not playing this game then all of a sudden no one's playing your game except the whales and then they'll go oh fuck everyone else got the same advantage as me i'm not going to play the game anymore i can't kick people's asses your game's going to die anyway but if you have the cosmetic stuff then you keep the people who just want to play the game playing, so your game stays alive. And then the whales, you're like, I want my character to look this way. I want Luke Skywalker in a pink dress. They'll fucking spend money because they want to have their character look a certain way. To me, that's a more of a win-win than you driving people away. Sure, from and they're looking from from for a quick, they're
0: looking for a quick buck inside. Like they're trying to turn a fucking game around and make an enormous profit in like the first year. And
1: well, blah, 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 I mean. Blah. um uh, Overwatch must make money because that game's still going. Yeah, yeah. And again, there's, no, un, there's nothing in those loot boxes but cosmetic stuff, things right. that do not affect the gameplay whatsoever. That game's still going.
0: Well, that's cool. Okay. Well, it's interesting. Um, yeah, it's a it's a funny world. But, yeah, I, I have a thing. I, I'm cheap. I hate spending more. I, I will spend money on expansion packs of content, and even them I like to get them on sale, like the Assassin's Creed stuff I bought, you know, for the Paris and Ireland, et cetera, et cetera. But like, I I just can never bring myself to spend actual money on like the better sword and stuff like that. I, I hate doing it. I, I will. Uh, but I, 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 you know, I,
1: I'm the same even in game. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Even in game, I do not buy anything. Oh, I don't, no, it, if it's it,
0: in it, if it's the in game pretend economy, I'm all about it. But
1: no, I will literally money. go. I have to farm it. I oh. I, will, I will wait for that weapon to drop. Really? I will not go and buy better weapons. It's, I don't know. I think it's like the, it's the MMO player in me. Right. Um, because you always find a new loot that yeah. will basically replace your weapons all the time. But so in Assassin's Creed, you,
0: you, you need to spend money to upgrade them. Like you need to. You, they, they won't upgrade by themselves kind of thing. You need to actually. Well, I mean, that,
1: that, that was the same as, um, like, the, the, the Dark Souls and stuff and all that. You you increase your weapons stuff and all that, but you you, you can't really buy weapons. Like, no. most of the good weapons it's got to come for a boss or a drop yeah. or something. Like I've
0: got a question for you. Neverwinter, the Dungeons & Dragons MMO, is that any good? Have you have heard of
1: uh, it? Have you heard of it? No. No, I've played it.
0: It's not good? It's not great. Yeah, Fair enough. I, I assumed it wasn't because I've never heard much about it. I just happened to see it come up on the Xbox. Um, uh, Amazon removes in-app comiXology pur- p- purchases for Android users. They've been removing them for IT users for years, so they're finally taken away from Android users. Um, K Bush's return to popularity thanks to Stranger Things. Um, her movie, I think it's Running Up the Hill, I think it's called, um, is now back in the top of the charts because it's in the Stranger Things episode. And there were people fucking whining, like hardcore Kate Bush fans saying, oh, this is pathetic that these losers have only found out about her it now. It's like, come down. like That's pretty stupid. Yeah, it's like people are allowed to enjoy this song. It's a good song. you know. Why the hell would kids of today the, you instinctively know about Kate Bush? It's not like she's been pumping out Albums, you know, yearly for the last ten years. Like she's pretty oh, much. I mean, to time. be
1: fair, that that's how I um, back in the day discovered a lot of um, songs and artists was from movies. Like yeah, definitely, yeah. You know, I mean, back in the day, it's not like I had a fucking library on the internet of yeah. music. Yeah, yeah. I I would hear a song from a movie, you know what I mean, and be like, it's oh, a fucking great song." Yeah. And exactly. you know, you'd you'd probably go and maybe buy that album you know, that soundtrack or whatever, and then you'd, you'd find out who the person was or the band was and then you'd look for more music from them and, and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, I mean, people are saying, oh, oh do they enjoy this now? How can they only discover now? <laughs> that's the that's seriously the dumbest fucking take I've, I've <laughs> yeah, probably it's, heard. Like, it's, it's, I,
0: I don't think it's too many people, man. I, I, I think it's a few people, like, you know, being very snobbish and it's just like, calm down, for Christ's sake. Like, we all heard our favourite band somewhere for the first time you know their song somewhere somewhere along the way we heard you know I heard a Frank Sinatra tune somewhere now it wasn't me sitting at home as a scholar of music you know with a massive library playing album after album from the dawn of time like it was probably on a my way on a fucking tv show or something you know and you know, And then it, it, it all builds from there. So it oh, is um,
1: pathetic. I, I discovered um, uh, Starship. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of Starship. I Man know Starship. Maybe.
0: We built this
1: city on yeah. rock and roll. I, I discovered them because of the movie Mannequin.
0: Yeah. That's right. You I, know, do have a I
1: discovered who they were. Because of the movie Mannequin. And then, you know, then I realised, oh, they're the guys that also do, you know, because I have heard that we built the city. We
0: built this um, city on rock and
1: roll. But it was that that actually, like, got me hooked and then finding out who they were and then realising, you know, so, yeah. I, Jesus Christ. Some people are just
0: really stupid. Well, you know that Starship too were well, Jefferson Airplane back in the 60s and 70s. Mm. you know originally like they they had they had hits way back in the 60s the late 60s like before they became jefferson starship and then just starship many incarnations later but they actually started grace slick she started back in the late 60s she played monterey film festival monterey pop festival and i think i'm not sure if they played woodstock actually but they definitely played the monterey pop festival um Yeah, they're a a big band. Um, Yeah, what a great song that is. We built this city on rock and roll. Um, Finally, finally in News DC, is launching a new Batman Incorporated series from writer Ed Brisson and artist John Timms. Gee, I like Ed Brisson's work. Uh, Batman Incorporated, yes, please, bring me more. I love that Grant Morrison stuff. Mm -hmm. We all know you love Batman, Rich. You can't Mm -hmm. do without him. You
1: know? I, were, I was not a big fan of Batman Incorporated.
0: Well, Richard, like, you know, what did Grant Morrison do that you didn't like? Jesus Christ. It was great. It was fucking great. Like, what didn't you like about Batman Incorporated, Richard?
1: I like his Batman and Robin with Nightwing as Batman. And yeah, I liked good. his um, I liked his earlier Batman stuff, um... I just again it's the whole like oh gonna form a corporation I'm gonna get different like people from around the world you're gonna be linked to but ba- I was uh, yeah corporatizing a fucking hero thing especially Batman just seems a bit weird.
0: Well, I loved it. Yeah, that's
1: awesome. I, I feel like that's something Booster Gold would do. You know, <laughs> Booster Gold Incorporated, and
0: no, we're just yeah, trying to it. milk it, man. It was just milking one. More I time. know. I
1: just <sighs> thought it was a bit. I just thought it was a bit silly. I thought it was very like un-Batman.
0: well it was you know it was Graham Morrison now we're up to weekly comics Rich the first one this week was Justice League The Road to Crisis one shot um five out of ten from me literally Wally West and Wally West teaming up with themselves in this issue was pretty much one of the lowest points in DC Comics in the last 10 years get ready kids for ultra crap new Aquaman um pretty average overall I thought uh what did you think of this one Rich?
1: This I thought was a very poor showcase of uh, current DC writers. It
0: was actually, I agree. If this was an advertisement, it actually displayed their weaknesses. Very, it was like you, you, I don't think they realize just how weak they're looking right now. It's like, is this the best you've got? Without the Justice League, this sucks.
1: But, for God's yeah. sake, Dan Jurgens wasn't even really putting out his best artwork in 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 the opening
0: story. No, it was it was the whole thing was a bit. It sucked. Basically, your boy Hal Jordan's back though, Rich. He got he got recalled from the depths of space. Like, sure he shafted at some point. <laughs> He's gonna get killed or something's gonna happen to him. Oh. Is,
1: uh, you know what? I mean, uh, Guy Gardner must must be dead because I haven't seen Guy Gardner in ages.
0: Yeah, I don't know what the status is of Guy Gardner actually. Well, no, he killed someone recently in something. He, he was got killed. killed. No, he was killed. Yeah. yeah, but I don't think that was in continuity, according to Tom. No, Kennedy. but
1: my point is, they're treating it like continuity because he's fucking gone. Where is he?
0: Yeah, I. You know what? I actually, I question that. I, I honestly think with that Tom King stuff, that's in continuity until they decide it isn't. Kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, I really, yeah. Because good point. Where is Guy Gardner? Um, what a, what a. T- you know what? I'm going to give it a four. It was, it was very fucking average. Um, was below average. What are you giving a rich out of 10? My, my school
1: was going to be a four out of 10. Um, yeah. It had some good artwork in it, um, mm. but a very, very poor display of writing – yeah um, and was. even you know joshua williams has actually done some good he stuff has. on flash he has. he has this was not one of his uh this is not one of. His oh, dude
0: if you said to me uh because i was like who is this fucking little junior burger flash i thought it was their version of impulse i was like oh great we we, we couldn't have bart allen who i actually like we've got to have this other fucking guy and then it was like uh, um, you told me, and Adam told me that it's Wally West. I'm like, but he's with Wally West. Oh yeah, it's like another Wally West that they brought in. A- to be
1: fair, he's called Wallace West.
0: Yeah, that's not a that's not a positive. That's not Which a is positive. the same as Wally's
1: name is Wallace as well. Just that everyone calls him Wally. But is the it the same character two- though? I don't
0: understand. It's- so
1: as I said, so in New Fifty 52- Two. They got rid of Wally West, the normal right. Wally West, and then uh-huh. they race changed him to a black kid, and then of right. course all the Wally West fans were like, "What the fuck? Like, where's where's Wally West? That's not yeah, Wally yeah. West." Where's Wally and West? so yeah. then they eventually brought the the real Wally West back, but then of course they couldn't uh, get rid of the the new Wally new West. West. Oh, so right. he's so now we've got two Wally oh, Wests. Jesus right Christ!
0: Right. Like, but yeah, we don't need them. Like, they never – DC don't get it. We don't need four different Batgirls. We don't need five fucking Flashers. Like, we – you know, it's like – it's unnecessary, and we especially don't need two of the same character. Like, we do I've not been need –
1: I've been saying that for years. That's my issue with the Spider-Man. Well, it's my issue with, you know, no, but with like,
0: Marvel. Yeah, but, but like, if you did, uh, like, uh, not Elseworlds, like, a crossover – for two different worlds and had, if you had to have two Wally West doing something in a one-off, okay, but not in the same universe all the time, like, it's, it's similar to Miles Morales, like, good character, I'm not sure he needed to have been put in the regular 616 universe, because you've already got a very established Spider-Man, and unfortunately, he's just too similar, you know, and, I, like they, But they never learn. They, these comic book companies never fucking learn. They just, like, oh, yeah, yeah the but, kids are going to love it. But the problem
1: is you also can't get rid of the characters because they will have some fans and they'll accuse you of being racist for getting rid of the character with color. So,
0: But you could have had him in a different reality, couldn't you? Like, why does he have to be in the same universe as this Wally West? Like, why? I don't understand it. Like, it's just b- bullshit.
1: Uh, because they built it around him until they brought Wally West back. so they can't yeah, But just
0: he's not of- a big character, man. Like, I mean, yeah, I honestly think sometimes you've got to take your lumps and this was this was a bad idea to have two Wally Wests in the first place. Like, I, you do not need two Wally Wests. Like, you do not need them. It's, you, remember, it's you remember
1: when they used to kill off unnecessary characters? When's the last time that's happened?
0: I don't know, but there's a few that could fucking go in DC and Marvel. They could shed about a third of their fucking roster um yeah it's it, it, this was not a good comic i'm sorry four out of ten for both of us and you know honestly i'd never want to read it again um then we had lobo nine D- date game for flashbacks here um and i i gave it 7.5 out of 10 a fun story with lobo and his clone i enjoyed it why can't dc why can't i have a lobo comic like this right now richard why is there not a lobo comic please tell me
1: uh, probably because it's really hard to write a politically incorrect character.
0: Really? You think so? Well,
1: oh, he's sexist. He's, you know. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, toxic he's toxic masculinity. He's, yeah, toxic masculinity. He's so what? He's foul mouth. He's brutish. He's, um, <laughs> you know, he's a caveman. And, you know, it's just not they don't want to encourage young men to, to uh, behave in that manner.
0: Ugh. <sighs> You know, give me a Lobo I like, comic. You
1: know what? I, I kind of thought this was funny because I was like, oh, this is uh, Lobo's own clone saga.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was funny. Like, it, But it, it's a very much a satire as well. Like, So it's fun. It was just a bit of fun, but, and, you know.
1: Which which one survived, the real Lobo or the clone? Well, they, mm-hmm.
0: they deliberately, I think he deliberately did that as well, like as a bit of a tribute to the original clone saga. Like, you know, the whole, it's sort of a comment on the whole thing of like, which Lobo actually survived. We don't know and doesn't even matter. Like, 'Cause it's all just a bit of fun. Like this is this to me is an example of Alan Grant, a very good writer, having fun, you know, like balls to the wall, it's a chuckle, it's fun. You could do this comic today, it would sell. This is a lot more attractive as a comedy comic than a lot of the shit they're putting out, which I think's too convoluted. Uh, I, I, I honestly I really believe this. They're too wrapped up. In these endless, endless, endless events, with all this preludes and bullshit aftermaths, and then you know, it just they've just managed to they've managed to just drain the well of interest. They've they've actually you, you, managed.
1: You, you, the only Lobo book you can get now is uh, uh, Lobo and Crush, man. Sorry, man. It's all about well, the. Well,
0: I didn't mind Crush. I I, I know you hate it. I don't mind it. I mean, that was a mini series. Oh, no,
1: when, though. No, when as fun as her dad.
0: No, but not terrible, but um, I don't know. Like, I just I just think that we need a Lobo book on the shelves. So I'm sick of fucking this bullshit. I mean, for example... I,
1: you know, I don't even know if any artists could actually do Lobo any justice, any current artists, because... Oh, they could.
0: There's heaps of artists who could do Lobo, man. There's heaps. Uh, I don't think so. I think uh,
1: Lobo needs a very distinct... Well, this is um,
0: Val Semyak, so we're going to have on the it, show shortly. Yeah,
1: you need a you need a guy that can do macho macho fucking steroided wrestlers, and I don't know if there's currently that many artists that can pull it off.
0: Okay, well, I mean, I, I would think you could do it, but anyway, regardless, there isn't one, so, so there's not a book. We just, but luckily, we've got the we've got the greatest hits. Did you um, read this one on DC Infinite Rich?
1: Yeah, yeah. I go, all the uh, I still got the DC know I signed up for that stupid sixty-five dollar for the year. You don't like it? I like it. Uh, the, again, the app still keeps fucking breaking on me.
0: It's, oh, okay. Yeah, annoying. having problems. Yeah, okay. So, what do I'm giving the seven point five out of ten? What are you giving it, Rich?
1: Yeah, seven out of ten.
0: Okay. Then we had World's Finest one seventy-five. This was a, this was a crazy issue. Batman, <laughs> Revenge Squad, <laughs> and Superman, Revenge Squad like an Adam Bomb went off at some point like I was like what the fuck are Batman and Superman doing in this insane competition and then they got the crazy Batman and Superman revenge squad like chiming in this was a nutty comic this has to have been a 60s comic doesn't it rich sure yeah it seemed this
1: is this is this is the um, Adam West
0: <laughs> yeah and like he was doing puns with Robin and like criticizing Robin's punning technique and stuff it was pretty funny Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I've got to say, this was a slice of life from back in the day. I also liked the trash that the Superman Revenge Squad and the Batman Revenge Squad were talking at each other, like the way they were just trash-talking each other, <laughs> like they were calling each other idiots and stuff. Like, it was fun. I mean, I, I, I genuinely found this entertaining. I'm going to give it 7 out of 10, even though it's bizarre, including a point at which Batman deliberately sets off a nuke, which I thought was just nuts, but... Oh, well,
1: technically, Superman did, but it was yeah. it was Batman's riddle. Yeah. Well, okay. So
0: basically, the, so
1: for, for the listeners, the premise is every year Superman and Batman challenge itself uh, challenge each other to a battle of wits. Yes. And the winner gets to take home a trophy. So each one of them puts up an item yep. as a prize as yep. a trophy, and the winner gets to take take it home and put it in their trophy cabinet. Mm-hmm. And um, Batman. But one of Batman's puzzles for Superman was that he had to hit the the ins, the item that would create the most noise, but he can't use his, he's not allowed to use any of his super, like, you know, uh, sensors, and he ascertains that there's an atom bomb in the in the whistle or something like it and he punches it and it explodes and, and yeah it's just like jesus christ like that's a bit uh it's a bit, over, it's a bit overkill from batman there but you know again this is this is adam west batman so i wouldn't put it past him
0: i'm sure i'm sure he had
1: applied his uh atomic uh sunscreen sort of lotion
0: so it's pretty fun be man. i i enjoyed it i i thought it was a bit of fun i gave it 7 out of 10 what are you giving it rich Oh, it's an 8 out of 10 for me. I
1: actually yeah. thought it was actually pretty hilarious.
0: It was entertaining. And then finally, we had my comic of the week, Lobo the Duck. Uh, again, it was uh, the same team, Alan Grant and Valsimiax, and uh, the combination of How were the Duck and Lobo. I'd never read it. First time reading for me. My God, I enjoyed this. Uh, I thought this was a, a lot of fun as a comic. Did you like this one, Rich?
1: Um, Not as much. No? Um, wow. It's just too. It was a bit too much. Like I enjoyed the 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 actual Lobo book by the same team. Yes, uh, it's a little bit more concise. This one's a little bit more wacky, and there's just so much going on, and there's so many characters, there's so many jokes. Oh, I was actually crazy. getting a bit of. I was, I was getting a bit of a headache reading it. Actually, I was. I was starting to like zone out a little bit. Just there, was, there
0: just, was a lot going. It was
1: very busy, very and of course, it, it's it's also the it's it's the amalgamation universe. Yep. Um when they did the Marvel versus DC and then they kinda of did a line after that where they would combine uh heroes and villains and so I also don't quite know what the hell's going on and what characters are mixed with what character with, with some of the characters. So I
0: think they're playing um, it pretty fast and loose in this book. I do. I you know, I I think it was all fairly sort of um tongue in cheek. I, I like the way it has the uh you know, check this issue. You like it's got the imaginary issues that you can check to get the more of the story. Yeah. But this
1: was. is just like this is just like non-stop um yeah. Like joke, joke, joke. And I just I I I again I enjoy a good book, you know. As I said, one of my favorite all-time you know series is the Justice League International and all yeah. this sort of stuff. But they give the jokes time to breathe. Like sure. it's not yeah. like this one is like every panel there's some joke, or oh, yeah. punchline. And uh, I enjoyed the art. I thought the art was fantastic. But mm. I, at some point, I'm just going like, I can't, man. This is just too much. Like, it's just. It it's was. Not,
0: it know, was. Art. I. I can appreciate that, Rich. There was a lot going on, and it was a very, very busy, 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 busy read. Um, that takes. Uh, a, the art was
1: fantastic, and it was hilarious. Actually, seeing Howard the Duck mixed with Lobo, it was that was yeah. pretty funny. Yeah, I, I thought it was great.
0: It, yeah. yeah, I mean that was the key attraction of this book. Um, so I gave it nine. What are you giving this one, Rich? I will give it a 6.5.
1: That's fair.
0: That's fair. Uh, now we're coming to our trade of the week, which I forgot what it was, um, <laughs> which is funny because it's Conan and it's my one. It's Legion of the Dead. Now, Richard, did you realise that um, Jim James Owsley is credited as writer? That is Christopher Priest before he changed his name. Did you realise that?
1: I did know that, but yes. I I yeah. didn't like probably know that back in the day but I and the reason
0: the he lost a bet in the marvel offices and if he lost the bet he said he would change his name he no he said he would become a priest he lost the bet it was some geeky bet yeah listeners can research on the google it's some it's some geeky spider-man related bet i think anyway he lost the bet and he changed his name to christopher priest which is which was pretty cool i mean considering he was a writer of you know, he'd done some writing, he'd done some Spider-Man and stuff, he had a name in and Conan, and he actually changed it, Christopher Priest, and has gone on and had a long career. Now, I found, this is volume 26 of uh, Chronicles of Conan, I found the first issue really tough, because they should have broken it up with this being the last issue of the previous collection, because it was heavily referencing stuff that had happened previously with The Devourer, and I was, I, I actually was struggling with this, I was like, fuck, this is hard, then we got to the annual, where I felt it really opened up. Thulsa Doom came in, and then I thought the book soared um, after the annual. I really enjoyed the stuff with Thulsa Doom, who I didn't realize was a skeleton leech character. And I've researched it; he's a character in Cull as well, and um, that explains the Cull uh, cameo. Now, Richard, I thought this had some great art moments as well. Um, what was your general vibe on this book? Um, finished week, but
1: a really strong start and a good middle. Yeah. Um, so I felt that, so I didn't have that same issue with you. Um, yeah. um, I tend to be able to, uh, extrapolate and gather things, uh, especially with something like this. I thought, I thought they did an okay job of like, I didn't have to know yeah. the full that they, they did make enough reference, but uh-huh. I love the storyline with the, the devourer. Um, I thought it was fantastic um, yeah, with the um, the Elder Gods and the hosts and stuff and all that, and and, and even the Devourer, like, taking human form, falling in love.
0: It was um, cool. Yeah, that um, was, was fantastic.
1: cool. I, the, the, the first storyline with the Devourer, the I thought, it was just fantastic. It was just the best. Oh, you liked it? The, okay, cool. In the collection. I, I thought it was just brilliant. Uh, I enjoyed the – I liked the, the Thulsa Dune one after that. Yes. I didn't think it was as good as – the Devourer storyline, but uh. just below it, the last storyline with Red Sonia and the Red Goblin <laughs> thing. Like I was just like, okay, now I'm now I'm uh, I'm a bit You'd, like you're tapping out. Some...
0: You were tapping out by that point. Really. I
1: didn't feel like it was that good. I kind of felt like i just read these really two good stories. You know, like I'd give yeah. the, the first story like a nine out of ten. I'll give the second storyline with Thulsa Dune like a eight out of ten. And then the, the last little storyline, I'd probably give like a 6 out of 10. Well,
0: like one of story. them was almost a Red Sonya issue, which I enjoyed. Um, but it was, yeah. Conan was barely in it. But um, I loved Thulsa Doom, man. And he is my new spirit animal. I love Thulsa Doom, just kind of reclining back, playing the tarot cards. He's very skeletal. I, lo- I,
1: I love the Devourer. I thought the yeah. Devourer was fucking sick, man. That black armor, the winged horse, like the fucking cool helmet. I just thought he was fucking cool.
0: It was cool. The The artwork was great. It was great to see Valsimiax, a very different art style to what he later has. Um, now, I had a few points here. Um, I said it lights up in the annual After Tough First issue. Thalsadum is skeletal, and I researched it. Thalsadum is described by Robert E. Howard in The Cat and the Skull as having a face like a bare white skull in, in whose eye sockets flamed livid fire. He, he is seemingly invulnerable, boasting after being trampled by one of Carl's comrades that he feels only a slight coldness when being injured and will pass to some of sphere when his time comes um also when we saw the house of shades which he which he references at one point i actually thought for a second it was a giant pinball machine uh, <laughs> just that it, i was like is that a pinball machine in conan but then i realized it was it was like a palace uh, i also mentioned how about when red sonny just cold blood slaughters the dogs um, like there's a fair bit of carnage and killing in this and then she also kisses Conan before going into Necropolis which I believe is one of the first times I've ever seen her kiss Conan I've seen him try to get kisses from her but she gave him a full kiss
1: uh, she, I th- uh, she probably thought well I think she was thought she was saying goodbye
0: yeah well, she had a good kiss goodbye on the lips. That was pretty pretty nice.
1: But he was unconscious when she did it, though.
0: Yeah, he couldn't enjoy it. I know. He kind of would have really enjoyed you that. You know one. what?
1: That's, pro- that's probably why she did it.
0: Yeah. She was just like,
1: uh, I do like him, but I'm not going to do this while he's actually conscious. Cause yeah. otherwise, I'll never live it down or...
0: Yeah. Well, he might know, take I'll never it hear the much. end of it.
1: But he's unconscious now, so well, there you go. Like...
0: Yep, yep, yep. That was it. Um, look, honestly, I would recommend to listeners to check this out. Like potentially you may want to start on the previous Chronicle. Um this is the Dark Horse reprints. Now the latest Conan Marvel years Omnibus that came out, I want to say it's Omnibus 7. It could be 8. But anyway, it 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 doesn't quite cover this. It takes you up to the storyline of the Devourer, introduces him, but this collection will be in the next Omnibus. But it's all available digitally and um, it was all released as Chronicles of Conan. And I think it's a very strong era of Conan, actually. I frankly found it very readable. My favourite Conan comics is Chuck Dixon's Savage Sword of Conan, um, era that he wrote for about three or four years, but I think this is is second, by some distance, but second. I I, I thought it was really good, a really fun, very D&D-like, uh sort of storyline did you get that feeling rich fantasy adventure. oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Well,
1: especially especially with the devourer yeah storyline that that felt very dnd I, I got a question for you mm. i now uh i think it was andy kubert he, He's again is a renowned artist yes. um a comic book artist but did it not just feel like it was a downgrade when it switched to his art for like like one issue
0: well he has got a different style i mean no i i i i'm looking at it now let me let me bring but it up. i mean
1: after after like just having the 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 val like yeah uh, semka's art, which is just so like it's just so in your face and like it's it's very energetic and it's mm. it's much you know what i mean like it's just bulging muscles, and then you go to like the kubert art, which just just felt a bit more flat
0: mm. yeah, i mean. Yeah, there's, I'm looking at a great scene here when Conan well, – so there were some beautiful full-page shots like where Conan comes in when he's hunting, and he says, that, that does not concern you, Kytan, leave me to my labour. He's hunting before he's going to have to face the devourer. Um, I love that artwork there. I, I don't know. I, I, I thought the Andy Kubit stuff was good as well. Um, the Vals- yeah, Again, I, I'm, was, was I'm
1: saying it's good, but I'm saying when you – it just felt like, yeah, you know, you were, just, you were going from those, like, big I'm like looking at it he-man now. yeah it's, it's, it's like he-man it's yeah. it's like going from he-man to um it's more slender it's more slender yeah 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 it's you know it. i'm looking at it now. it was just so weird it was just like i was just like it's everyone you know like mm. everyone's like more bombastic and yeah. you know yeah Conan looks like he you know he's built like he-man which and then, is cool
0: which i like kind of being yeah built that way but then, but then
1: you go to like the the kubernetes which again is fantastic art is you know as i said he did a lot of like you know the war books that i like and all mm. that sort of stuff but It just felt so weird going from that style to that style.
0: Yeah, and that's a danger in comics too. Like, you know, you can get very attached to one artist and then when someone else comes on with a radically different style, not that it was radically different, but it was definitely different. Um, Yeah, but I'm looking at some of the the page here where Thalsal Doom's got his flaming horses and the the, castle in the background. It's just awesome, man. Like, it's really good. When we get Val on the show, we're going to have to talk to him about his Conan run because I've got to say I'm sure he had a pretty good time. I loved the, the dream within the dream within the dream, too. That was pretty cool. And how pos- how, how Doom possessed the father as well. Um, that was pretty awesome. Like, there was a lot of cool stuff going... Like, it was really... I loved the artwork in this, I've got to say. I, I, I genuinely loved it. I, I thought it was really, really entertaining. You know, a really entertaining read. Um some of my favourite Conan that I've read, and I've read a lot of Conan, and um, I've got to say, so much better than the Roy Thomas stuff. You know, Roy Thomas is the man responsible for putting Conan back on the map, but his stories are often quite boring, you know, um, compared to this. This is just more bombastic, kind of action-orientated. Would you agree, Rich?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, especially with Val. As I said, Val just makes it feel more epic. Like, Yeah. When, well, fanta- you know, when Val does it, just, like, really good action scenes. There's... You know, it just, as I said, it just feels more bombastic uh, when he, on this run. I just, again, I I thoroughly enjoyed the whole yeah. volume, except for, the, again, except for the last storyline.
0: Well, I tell you what, uh, the last storyline ended with a good thing, though. His kai um comrade, the Emperor, has now come. So that, that 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 that's quite fascinating, and I'm actually going to continue reading, and I think in the next few weeks, I may even pick the next volume to do as well. Um, it's it's going to be on my short list of possibles, Rich, because I enjoyed it so much um i'm giving this nine out of ten what are you giving rich
1: uh it's an eight out of ten for me just because the last storyline yeah it's fair it's fair it would have got a nine if the last storyline sort of was on par or you know with with the first two storylines i would definitely score it higher but
0: yeah it's fair um now so look i mean it's been another big show um We've had a lot of fun. Have you, we've got, uh, as I said, Ed Greenwood's going to be coming in early July. Uh, Val uh, had to postpone it a little bit, uh, but he will be later in June, early July. He's having some house renovations, so he's coming. Uh, Rich, did you have an idea for what you want to do next week, or do you want to think about it over the weekend? I don't mind.
1: Well, we don't have a massive amount of time, but I was thinking of doing The Last Defenders. Sure, why not? It was just a mini series by Marvel. Um, you know, because of the we've been doing some of the defenders. Yeah, um, it was a mini series called The Last Defenders, which I think yeah. was only about six issues. But again, we, we You know, we've only got like five days.
0: Yeah, sounds good to me. The The Last Defenders. Okay, fair enough. So, another another good selection there from Rich. Now I do want to say thank you, listeners. Thank you to the Patreon fans. Uh, if you want to support the show, uh, please uh, go to Patreon dot com slash Signal of Doom. You can join up there. There's exclusive content. Dean and I are about to do another episode. Of, of cinema of doom for, for the patreon fan, uh, supporters um you can you can request books if you become a patreon member you can request books for us to do on the show all sorts of little benefits and stuff you know talk to me uh if you're a patreon member and i'll try to sort something out for you so look it, it's worth doing um it all goes towards show running costs and stuff so you know or it all goes towards ongoing costs for the for the show now we're proud problems of the collective, I uh, got a lot of good podcasts on there. You've got Inner Demons with Brian Beggy. You've got Last Sons of Krypton with Ray and Connor. You've got the Iron Fist podcast. Uh, I think it's Last Sons of the Dragon or something. It's called, but anyway, it's um the Iron Fist podcast that Connor does. Um, you've got Capes and Lunatics, and I was just recently on one of their many shows, Ultimate Spider Cast with Ray. I'm doing the we we do it monthly, Rich, and it's it's doing the Ben Riley Clone Saga um and yeah it's a lot of fun we, we did an episode like last weekend um yeah and it's it's a hell of a lot of fun and there's a lot of good shows on the ghost spider groupies all sorts of things um on there as well that are really fun to check out from um the collective rich have you got anything you'd like to promote anything you'd like to say oh i'm you're all good quite tapped out yeah. Now I do want to say thank you to Richard. Richard, I know you've been working hard and you've been sick and stuff and you put a great effort in. So we do thank you. But remember Rich, if you ever are too sick, you can always just let me know and we can I can do a solo up. That's okay. You know, John Lennon's got a solo album, here, you know. Unless
1: I, unless I can't get out of bed. Sure. Sure I I I
0: will do the show. That, you that, just...
1: That's my, that's that's my motto for work and that's my motto for the show. If I literally cannot get out of bed, that's that's when I can't do something.
0: Fair enough. Um, are, are you scared of me invoking the dark gods? Is you, you know doing a, like a virtual seance on the show? Is that what you're scared of me going? Because I was going to go – if I was going to do an origin show this time, I was going to take it really dark and go really deep into it, man. You know? I'm
1: concerned man. for you. No, I'm um, not concerned.
0: Why are you concerned um, about that? Um, I'm fine.
1: Well, because Absolutely. we all know what happens the, to the person that invokes the – the dark forces oh. it doesn't quite turn, it doesn't turn out too well for them does it Uh oh i
0: forgot that one that's right i forgot that but you never know you, you could you could end up in an
1: evil dead situation my friend
0: <laughs> with a chainsaw
1: <laughs> i do you have a chainsaw there because uh, they don't think you do <laughs>
0: he loses a hand and he puts a chainsaw on the, on the hand
1: yeah, but I don't think you're going to be in a cabin in the woods with a uh, and all that. You're going to be in your apartment. So I'm just,
0: yeah. uh, I, don't, I don't know how well it's going to work out for you. That's could all. Could be though. craziness. All right. Well, on that note, I want to say thank you and good night. Good night.